<laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you pressing it? Press the fucking button. Let's go. Let's get the shit going. I fucking press the button. Press the fucking button. Let's go. Come on. Hello? Is there somebody there? It's the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was with this girl, and she kept shouting, Give it to me! Give it to me! Give it to me! I'm so wet! Give it to me now! And she could scream all she wanted, but I was keeping the goddamn umbrella. Oh my god. Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am sex puns to calm Elijah motherfucking new, and today I am joined by the sopping wet, totally dry... Pre-menopausal, post-menopausal Mel, November Mel, why do you say hi to everyone? Hi there. You like that intro, don't I just, you? I just threw I'm, out all your I'm, like biological <laughs> information while you're I'm processing doing the that terrible Picard joke. I'm meme. I just... Yeah. Come on, anyway. that, was a, that was a good sex joke, though. <laughs> and honestly, it's on point for what it we're talking so about today. It was so wholesome, though. It, it was wholesome in the most fucked up way Actually, possible. Actually, I guess it really wasn't wholesome. No, no, it was you, wholesome. You really wouldn't want to share that one with, you know, small children or... You know, no, especially small children. No, no, you're getting about yeah, that slut. age where it's appropriate for you to s- mentally scar children. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, you're having your sip of tea. I had my sip of cocoa. Yes, it is. We ice cold, are cold gonna celebrate Valentine's Day. Yes. Mel. Woo! We love Valentine's the Day. The Hallmark holiday. Well, you know, <laughs> Jesus. When is the last time you actually like did anything for Valentine's Day? I am. 49 years old, and I have never done anything for Valentine's Day. Not even, like, a blowjob? No chocolates? Nothing? <laughs> Once in a while, I would buy, I'd buy myself chocolates <laughs> buy online just as an excuse. Why are you I laughing? Mean, Why I mean, is that, I, is I that would, really... I would buy myself, like, Whitman's, like, samplers, too. Oh, would you? Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah, man. The, I mean, you don't need an excuse, like, a holiday to buy a Whitman's sampler. Oh, that sampler, was my, my excuse. But, like... I would buy, like... I mean, they're just that good. You could, you could buy it all the time online chocolates what, the, yeah. what are you getting well so i i could get like some, ve- some nice vegan chocolates oh, jesus christ v- <laughs> vegan and chocolate do not mix you know why because i like my chocolate milky no you like your chocolate cheap i like my chocolate <laughs> like i like my milfs milky milky cocoa puffs <laughs> try to dissect that sentence all right mel we got uh i don't even know like is this is this considered a holiday special are we it considering is a ho- this, holiday this is special? our valentine's day holiday right, so, special so it is a holiday special a holiday not just special. A, a random ass episode no unless the, the neighbor is really noisy again and we can't do a yeah. second episode this yeah, weekend fuck them, man. <laughs> made us wait like four hours you know honestly though and this this may sound fucked up you know, but the viewers they have listened to us long enough to know that i say all this shit from a place of love I hope they're fucking Mexican. The minute because it was like it was like nine a.m. and they started blasting fucking music. It sounded like an yeah, Iranian dance party over there. And it's a and Friday. Like, you know what? Because I know me and you had that joke where I'm like, you know what? They better be a Mexican. So if they're white, <laughs> black, Asian, or whatever, they can die of a fucking stroke. <laughs> but at least if they're Mexican, it's like a cultural thing. So I can't really be that upset. <laughs> they don't play Mexican music. No, they, they they don't. So it makes me believe that they're not Mexicans because it's not yeah. a bunch of Spanish music. Right. It's There's you know some stupid college I mean, kid. It, it's like Albany, so it's like either it's like some white kid playing rap music or some yes. black people playing their music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that probably joke, white. didn't you? Yeah, I'm yeah. probably white given this neighborhood. I mean, it is next to the park. <laughs> it is a nice area, and we only have one to two shootings every other month. <laughs> so it might be that. I think that's like the definition of the white neighborhood in, the summer. in Albany. Was that fireworks or was that a shooting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is like we are close to downtown. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So like you know, it's, it's just like I hope they 
fucking die of stroke. <laughs> I had to wait four hours from the stop playing fucking music so loud. <laughs> yes. And it's not even like in our building. No. It's like two or three buildings down the street. <laughs> fucking assholes. All right, Mel. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. What do you think you have in store for you? Well, I, I know, have in store for you. I know what you have in store because you've, you've given me some hints about your research with that big, big shit-eating. Well, or let me maybe put it's more you of this a Cheshire way. cat grin. Well, let me put it to you this way. I... I've had enough of, like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I've been so inundated with research for, like, killers and yes. all this other shit that I kind of had enough uh, enough of death. Yes. For, for for the time being, we got a lot of shit we're, we're still going to be talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm done researching death for a little while. <laughs> I need to research other things. It's a little bit much. And you know what? I figured Valentine's Day is a perfect day, a perfect episode. To really just re- re- uh, branch out into other subjects that our podcast is going to uh, cover, and 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 a subject that's near and dear to your heart, yes. I, I guess you could say it, heart, it, heart, ball sack. They're all connected. <laughs> you know, you pull a hair on my toe, and my my dick gets hard. You know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's we're we're gonna be uh, talking about some esoteric shit, you know, yeah. kind of like hit like this one might be like a nerdier episode than what people are used to from us. I because I, I you're definitely not a nerd. No, no, this no, is so see, unusual for you. I have I have given myself every opportunity to jam as much ignorance as I can into this episode <laughs> to make it entertaining. But ultimately, we're gonna get into some nerdy shit. Yeah. And, and there was so much to do. Like, like I, I used to think about doing, like, an Al Capone episode and do, like, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But right. ultimately, that was murder. And I want to save that for, like, an actual Al Capone episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's a bunch of murders with, like, women killing their husbands over dinner and shit. But I'm like, we've done that. We've been there, done that. I mean, that once for- once you have a woman, you know, disposing of her husband yeah. in, the, in the sink and you yeah. know, the neighbors are here. And she was running that disposal for hours. I mean... You know, been there, done that. Yeah, there, so right? we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna talk about Valentine's Day, where it comes from, all the weird traditions behind it, and the meanings behind it. Uh, so I, I'd say this is like an esoteric episode. So we're gonna talk about the secret meanings, the dark history of St. Valentine's Day. Yeah, a lot of and, dudes in cloaks around uh, fires, right? No, no, <laughs> no, no. But we'll get there. <laughs> so Mel, let me paint you a picture, all right? All right. Before we get into the facts, I'm gonna paint you a fun picture. It's February 13th, ancient Rome, and the feasted stench of love is in the air. <laughs> that That's one hell of a cold opening, isn't it? <laughs> Watch as a parade of young nude priests known as the Luperici, young hot equates and the vestal virgins, following the magister who was led towards the Lupercal cave beneath the Palatine Hill by the head priest of Jupiter. You get the image? A lot of hot, to the young, sound of, like, nude drums bodies. and stuff like that? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming there's drums. Like, everything's got drums. Yes. The procession enters the beloved cave that was once the place where Rome's founders, Romulus and Remus, suckled upon the great she-wolf. As they enter the cave, each member pays respect to the great frig- fig tree Capricus. Caprificus. I'm going to fuck up all, this, all these pronunciations, by the way. That grows outside its entrance. A symbol of great fertility from its pendulous fruit to the milky sap which it exudes. The representation and sanctuary of the god of breastfeeding Romina and her cult. Damn. That's a lot of titties, a lot of dicks. <laughs> That's all I got. I imagine I'm like, Romina breastfeeding, titties. And dudes you're, just... You're like, you had me at yeah, titties. Yeah, just naked dudes, dicks swinging, just following this head priest into a cave, man. <laughs> that, that is... I'm, I'm into that. 
That's what Hallmark that. was like. You know, we're gonna make greeting cards you know, for this. Fuck Hallmark. <laughs> fuck that shit. Stop bringing up Hallmark. Okay. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, Hallmark. Unless you want to sponsor us. Uh, so much sold to you. As the high priest looks on, the Luperci, I don't know why I say Luperici, it's Luperci. The Luperci lead male goats, the symbol of sexuality and fertility, and dogs, the physical representation of the she-wolf from Rome's history, up to the Lupercal altar. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. Probably not going to end well for them. It always ends well for them. Slowly, the Vestral Virgins approach and present their offerings of salted meal cakes, which were made from the first of the last harvest. They lay them at the feet of the priests and animals in order to receive good bounty in the upco- upcoming harvest. I mean, it's pretty basic shit right there. <laughs> a young Luperci presents the Magister with a great sacrificial knife. Animal after animal is placed on the altar as their throats are cut to pay worship to the god Lupercus, the god of shepherds and the protector of their flocks and promoter of the fertility among livestock. Damn. Crazy, right? (laughs) Blood pours from the throats of the animals and drips off, off over the edge of the altar and into bowls held steady by the virgins. People looked on in reverence as the fertile blood flows, praying to their gods. And as the blood lighting stops, two new Luperci, who were chosen by the high priest, begin their walk through the gathering, laughing merrily as they approach the magister and his knife. What? Oh my god. Laughing, blood is smeared on their foreheads with the knife. Virgins carrying bowls of wool soaked in milk approach the men. Using their wool, the women clean the blood off the Luperci, a representation of cleansing and marks the beginning of the festival known as Lupercalia. Damn. The priests cut thongs known as Februari from the hides of the sacrificed animals and soaked in blood as the Luperci and all of Rome begin their three days of drinking, feasting, and orgies. Three days? Yes. Wow, that must have been something to look forward to on the calendar. All over the Palatine Hill and through the Forum, naked Romans take to the streets celebrating the spring's bountiful harvest. Young women write their names on parchment and place it in a great pot in the center of the Forum. Young men line up to draw a name of the woman that will be their partner for the duration of the festival, and sometimes longer if it's a good match. Wait, is this for real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> come on, do you think I'd lie to you about this shit? Come on. <laughs> Adults are bombarded with limitless wine, ample food, and loud music. Red wine was almost exclusively drank as it represented the blood of fertility. Only pussies drank water during Lupercalia. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That was an ancient Roman that, text. That was... <laughs> Only pussies drank water. <laughs> I mean, honestly, have you ever seen a picture of Romans drinking water? No, they're always drinking no, wine. No, they're always drinking wine. Pussies drink water. <laughs> if you drink water, you're a pussy. Wine so is what does it mean if you drink hot cocoa? Technically, it's got cocoa in it, so it counts. <laughs> counts as non-water. 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 There's water and wine, but you know, there's alcohol too. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's it's kind of weird. I know that I'm gonna break from the segment and talk about the cocoa, but like <laughs> the past few months we've been doing the episode, it's the only time there isn't alcohol in my cocoa, and it's a weird feeling. It, it, it is weird. Maybe I am becoming a pussy. <laughs> Romans of all classes above slave ate until they threw up, often purging just so they could eat and drink more. Gross. The celebrants often got so drunk that it was not uncommon to see mom fucking dad and your neighbor in front of everyone. 
It was actually an expectation that the random couples and couples who would cross Rome fucked as much as possible in the hopes that the women become pregnant, which was seen as a great honor. You got you got really silent on that one. <laughs> Why are you so silent? I, I'm, this Why is all new so to me. It's, serious. It's weird. You want to know how I got got these scars? My man got me pregnant like four times. Now that, that joke doesn't work. <laughs> Doing like like the like the Joker spin on oh, whatever. <laughs> While Romans partied, the Luperci starting in the Lupercal cave ran around the Palatine Hill and Forum, either completely naked or with fig leaves covering their dongs. With the blood-soaked February, and in their heavily drunken state, they beat the absolute living shit of any woman that came across their paths. Oh my god. As children dressed as goats beat their mothers with similar strips. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good time to be a woman. Nah, uh, hey, 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 you'll, you'll see women are into that. <laughs> Plutarch's description of the Lupercalia goes as such. Many of the noble youths and of the magistrates run up and down through the city naked for sport and laughter, striking those they meet with shaggy thongs. And many women of rank also purposely get in their way and, like children at school, present their flesh to be struck, believing that the pregnant will thus be helped in delivery and the barren to pregnancy. Damn. So essentially, these chicks were like holding up their hands, flat, exposing their titties, just wanting to get struck, man. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, it's not a good time to be a woman. Shit, that seems like a best time to be a woman. You get all the dick you want. <laughs> and you get whipped. What? I know like 20 feminists who are like complaining that they don't get dick. This is what they need to be celebrating. <laughs> and this is how they need to celebrate it. Because <laughs> Bring back Lupercal. I know me, plenty of men who want pussy and want to beat a woman. And they want to be the feminist, so it's kind of like it's the best of both worlds for everyone. You get to beat a woman legally and impregnate her. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. I was born in the wrong civilization. <laughs> yeah, probably were. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I I would have been the beast, like gladiator man, big fat dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would have. Oh, you yeah. absolutely would. I was born to be a gladiator. Yes. Naked, horny young women exposed their breasts as they were whipped by the Luperci. That's actually how the text goes. I did not really no. That's fuck Plutarch? you. I obviously, I obviously said that. No, no, this is past Plutarch. Plutarch's okay. description. But yeah, no, I obviously wrote it like that because you know I was feeling, feeling, feeling myself when I was writing the script. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta have more sex in this. <laughs> not only did this make the women more fertile, but it warded off the evil spirits. Nice. So a good excuse all around, generally. <laughs> It's like, can you imagine like a guy's like, I'm making you pregnant and I'm warding off the demons. Oh, take that <laughs> shit. It sounds like a good time to be a man. <laughs> the Luperci finished their circuit back at the Lupercal cave before they were allowed to join in the constant orgies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so eventually they got to join too? Yeah, yeah. So, so the, yeah. at this point, I'm going to just, you know, get into my normal voice because <laughs> that shit was fucking, I'm yes. not used to that anymore. <laughs> I just feel like I sucked like twelve dicks. <laughs> you know, you get like that, like like that come like clog in the back of your throat, and you just <clears throat> you know got that frog just always back there. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anyone should know what that's like. Uh, yeah. So essentially, the Luperci they would uh, do their their circuit leading back to the cave where they were. Their duty of whipping women was kind of seen as like, uh, okay, you did your duty, yeah. now you can go fuck. <laughs> uh, For three yeah. days. It, well, indeed. 
And I don't know if I have it in my notes now, so I'm just going to go through it. It's The Luperci is a, uh, a brotherhood, essentially. So it's a cult for Lupercalia. It's a brother. I think it's called like the Brother of the Wolves is like its translation. Hmm. But essentially, it's young men from like the upper classes that all are a part of this. And the magistrate's usually their leader, so he's usually like an elder from the upper, upper class. So then this probably brings honor to their families to yes. be a part of this. Yeah, so you had a minimum be a part of the equus class or equin class, mm-hmm. which is uh, not quite like the generals and like, you know, political leader status, but it's like right. a wealthy landowner status. So you had to be part of them in order to be a part of the Luperci. Wow, that's so weird, thinking of, like, upper-class people just doing savage shit like that. Yes, and it's kind of weird, but uh, the Luperci treated upper-class and lower-class women as equals on, on yeah. this day and just whipped them all, <laughs> whipped them all equally. Like, bitch, you can get it, too. You can be poor, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Except for slaves. Slaves weren't, like, yeah, the only ones who... Yeah, they didn't participate. Well, no, they participated, just not in ways that they wanted to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm like laughing and you're not. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, see, this is showing the gendered roles. I'm laughing about like slave girls getting fucked and you're just like, wow, that's so entertaining. Eli. This is so hilarious. I'm glad that you're laughing at that, Eli. <laughs> I got up my nose. Fuck. Like, you know, like you get like that one little drop that goes up your nose. I fucking yeah. hate that. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, Essentially, that they do their loop, beat the shit out of the women, get them all pregnant, and then they would join in the three days of orgies. Okay, because it's a three day celebration. And, and so it's sex and food and music. Yes, yes. So it's sex, food, music. Uh, the celebration starts the thirteenth and ends the fifteenth of February, which is their February, not our February. Oh, because okay. the Roman calendar was different, so their February was like in our spring. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, February a little early yeah, for spring. Yeah, our, our, fe- yeah, our February is <laughs> winter. But yeah. their February was spring. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. I, I think also their September was different, too. But yeah. I could be wrong on that one. I didn't look up the Greco-Roman calendar. Fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the Lupercalia, essentially, is... We're going to get into, like, the whole, like, esoteric shit. But, like most rituals, it's about getting an energy... Like, a collection of energy from the participants for a specific purpose whatever the you know the ceremony is for yeah this one was to channel the sexual energy of an entire empire in order to maintain roman population oh which dates back to the near extinction of rome which was very early on in its history due to the massive amounts of infertile women at one point and honestly there's an event that's known as uh the rapes of the sabine women or the kidnapping of the sabine women because when when you look at the word rape the definition of rape back then wasn't what it is for us which is like forced sex right rape back then was just kidnapping and then rape no no actually (laughs) uh you you kidnap them and then you just possess them rape wasn't an actual thing because you could you know they were possessions rape only happens to equals Come on, oh, okay. get, get with it. <laughs> Come on, you're you're all, you're trying to put your modern twist on you know feminism and shit. Fuck you. No, they weren't raped, but you know they they essentially they kidnapped the Sabine women, which helped them you know reproduce <laughs> in a non-rapey way. Mel, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure there was a shit ton of modern rape going on, but they weren't equal, so it doesn't count. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Come on, you have to be human for that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you women always say? Oh, back of the Stone Age, Fred Flintstone didn't treat Velma like she was a human being. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But anyways, yeah, Lupercalia, however, wasn't just for sex between men and women. Uh, the orgies would often include men fucking other men. Okay. In fact, if married in Rome, a man could fuck anyone whom he desired as long as they themselves were not married. And if it was oh. with a boy, they had to be over a certain age and not considered an equal. So they couldn't be of similar status. Oh, it couldn't be similar rank. Yeah, similar okay. rank, similar status. Uh, brothels, especially during Lupercalia, opened their doors to the public for free fucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the whole point is to get as many women pregnant as you can because it's all about fertility. Yeah. It's a fertility ritual. So, obviously, you're going to open up your whores. Be like, okay, go get pregnant, bitches. <laughs> yeah uh so th this also included everyone every pretty much everything with the vagina from dancing girls to the prostitutes and slaves of varying ages because you know unfortunately like 12 year olds are thrown into the mix because it's yeah. you know the fucking fred flintstone days uh they were all considered fair game uh even older males could get it get some dick yeah which is just weird <laughs> Uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about that one, Mel? You're over there going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're having literally just, no reaction to me talking about just people getting their fuck up. I don't know. This is all, you know, being um, uh, obviously contemporary, like a modern person. <laughs> I haven't read a lot about this stuff. I don't know a lot about it. So it's just all new to me. And it is absolutely bizarre. Is it bizarre? It really is bizarre. So you don't know anything about like the famous Ro Roman orgies? I've heard of them, but I don't so, know a lot about I'm, it. I'm going to preface this whole thing. As I'm going to talk a lot about Roman orgies and not just stuff that happened during Lupercalia because there isn't a lot of documentation about specifically the oh, like what they did during yeah. it. So I'm, do I'm doing a comparison about like, okay, what the what's the point of Lupercalia and then what is the, like the classical idea of what Roman orgies were all about in general. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of smash them together so we can just talk about fucking as much as possible, <laughs> which is why I wanted to do this episode, by the way, because I get to talk about <laughs> sex baby let's talk about you and me and that's about <laughs> i'm gonna do it but uh, yeah it gives me an excuse to talk about sex but i do want to preface this with there is a lot of historical debate about how true a lot of the 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 rumors of the orgies are yeah that's something that i'm curious so about I'm, I'm gonna go through the hardcore shit all the hardcore shit i can find but just know that there's some of it may not be as legitimate as i'm portraying it but that's just for entertainment value at this point <laughs> so this is sort of a combination of stuff that's been verified stuff that may or may not be true so it's yeah a lot of stories are involving some very famous roman like emperors <laughs> well they have some fucking stories. oh yeah i mean the, hey man the, i the, watched the upper Claudius. class rome was really fucked up yeah but the whole point lupercalio is that essentially those rules between the upper class and the lower class kind of got like washed you know they're like okay yeah. we, we, we're gonna we're gonna let the hair down a little bit you can go fuck the poor people <laughs> and it's a little bit more acceptable because it's yeah. all for the betterment of rome yes uh yeah so uh the only people essentially that were not fucking on uh, lupercalia during lupercalia was the vegetal virgins which do you have any idea who they are uh, I read about them a while ago. The only thing I think I know about Vestal Virgins is that if they do, uh, if they do, are corrupted or whatever, don't they bury them alive? Yes, they yeah. do. They bury them that alive. That one I, I remember. Uh, I, I think they whip the shit out of them first, and then bury them alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So the Vestal Virgins, uh, who they were uh, the priestess of the goddesses that uh, protects the holy hearth and fire of the empire. Yeah. So that goes all the way back to like the mythology of Roman creation. 
Yeah. Uh, if the virgins were caught breaking their vows of celibacy, they would be whipped bloody and then buried alive. This does include rape. So, okay, right. But the only difference between a woman who willingly breaks her vows and a woman who gets raped is the the guy whipping her probably apologizes as he whips her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, but I just got to do this. You know, we all got a job. You have a job. I have a job. You know, this, yeah. is, this is what keeps Rome spinning. <laughs> yeah. Keeps the fat on the fire, uh, so to speak. <laughs> uh, their positions were honestly so elevated. Like, they were held to a higher standard than, like, the emperor. Yeah, they were they're held to the highest standard. So honestly, it sounds like you don't want to be a vegetable virgin. Right. I mean, yeah, everything is paid for, and you don't have to do anything but like your duties. But like you do anything wrong, and they're gonna give you capital punishment. Yeah, literally sneeze at the emperor, and he doesn't like it. You're getting whipped and stoned and yeah. buried alive, bitch. Do you know what what uh, where they came from? Did they come from the upper class, the Vestal Virgins? Uh, I didn't look that far into it uh, outside of what their whole purpose of the Lupercalia uh, celebration was. Yeah. But it gives me the in, the beliefs that the uh, magisters or the uh, high priests yeah. select them from anyone. So Okay, interesting. I, so I wonder how politi- what, it probably was I, yeah, politicized. <laughs> from, from what I can understand, it was um, the emperors used to use it as a way to manipulate families for control. Oh, shit. But the whole mythology was that the high priests of, I want to say Jupiter, because Jupiter's like the love god and the woman god or whatever, uh, they would have a dream about a woman. they go out and find the woman from their dream, and she'd become a vestal virgin. No. Is that's how it's supposed to be? <laughs> Not political know, at yeah, all. Yeah, we all know like, the high priest is like, "Oh, I want to fuck your daughter," and the guy's like, "No." And it's like, "All right, well then she's gonna be a vegetable virgin. No one can fuck her if I can't fuck her." <laughs> that's pretty much probably how it went down. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that was like the whole Lupercalia thing, the just the general celebration. I'm gonna get more into it later, okay. probably. I don't remember what, where I wrote this, but my next segment is called Roman Party Culture and Their Views on Sex. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's get into the fun stuff. <laughs> and, uh, honestly, this might give a lot of you women folk uh, flashbacks to getting uh, clumsily fingered in the back of like a frat party or something. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I mean, it all counts. They got like Greek letterings, you know. <laughs> so somewhere I'll put these Greek letters above your head you know, you're on a couch in a dark room full of half naked men I mean come on what's the difference between a frat party and a Roman orgy what I don't know I'm asking you <laughs> I thought there was a separate joke I've never been to a frat party or a Roman orgy me neither yeah I didn't, I didn't go to college fuck college <laughs> I went like two weeks I was like fuck this shit <laughs> oh, so uh, the Roman views on sex uh, they're kind of crazy their orgies and lavish parties were essentially a year long must by the upper classes of Rome. Hmm. Uh, but Lupercalia was the favorite among all rich Romans. Okay. They really separate, separate, uh, celebrated it. Separated it. Yeah, they really separated it, though. No. Uh, so it was their favorite probably due to the distinct difference in nature from their other parties. So there, it seems like the upper class Romans kind of held a more like reserved attitude yeah. during Lupercalia and didn't do as nearly as much debauched shit as they normally do and then like <laughs> you have like the rabble the rabble seem to be doing all the debauched shit because yeah, they're not that allowed was to do that they yeah, can't do it the rest it's, of the it's year it's the open season to go fuck mom if you wanted to go fuck mom which so the upper class were really jaded because like and eh, we do orgies like yeah, every three days yeah, yeah. You know? so they're like, they're like yeah we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna really celebrate the way it was meant to be like this is just a religious holiday mm-hmm 
And <laughs> the Roman orgies, orgy, that's a Tuesday. And Roman orgies <laughs> did happen frequently, but it's to the what level of debauchery did they actually like decline right. to? Yeah. So Roman orgies, and uh, you know, so here here's where I say that's been uh, widely debated by historians since forever. Yeah. Pretty much since like like the Ottoman Empire, well before the Ottoman Empire fell, which was like what 1920. I actually have no idea. Yeah, yeah, by the way, just so people know, historically, the Roman Empire was around until 1920. <laughs> it was called by different names. You had like yeah. the Justinian Empire. You had uh, the, the the last name it went by was the Ottoman Empire. And that was its last little sliver in like the Middle East or like yeah. North Africa or whatever. Yeah, that was technically the Roman Empire. <laughs> just so people know. <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot of people realize that. But yeah, the, the greatest, we're, we're shitting on the greatest empire that ever existed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I just love dick and dumps on people's chests. Okay. Nah, I really don't. Honestly, like, I, I do have a rule. I will shit on your chest during sex once, but I'll never talk to you again. I just, I figured I had to clear the air. I will shit on a bitch, but I'll never see her again. And I'll never do it <laughs> in my own bed. And I thought you weren't going to bring anything into this. Yeah, no, no, but I'll, I'll never do it in my own bed, because I'm not a dirty slob. I'll do it in your bed. <laughs> I'll do it in their bed, you know? All right, so he's just putting uh, that out there. He's just putting that out there, you know, just 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 fishing a little bit. It is the this the holiday of love. <laughs> and you got to spread your <laughs> love around. All different kinds of love. Japanese love, man. But we're not getting into that. What Japanese love? They're, this the, the, episode the is this episode is tentacle up. free. But I like tentacles. No. I've seen your dildo. That no. shit's huge and wiggly. It might as well oh be a tentacle. Uh, I've seen that shit. It's just like whoa, 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 whoa. What's like a lightsaber? Oh, just zhong. <laughs> all right let's get back to the roman orgies but i want to talk about your vibrator more <laughs> uh was it called the hulk oh my God. jesus they're gonna think that you have like a crater for a vagina now you're welcome uh yeah so let's get back to the Ro roman just so everyone knows i am now. laughing i'm just laughing yeah she's she's, she's just crying <laughs> right now jesus christ so dude. is it a crater I, i've never seen it <laughs> Shut so, like like you know is it like an impact crater I like is it like the surface of the moon I between bet. your legs I bet. back to something, <laughs> something. <laughs> you're just over there dying breathe something breathe easier <laughs> I mean, something more wholesome let's talk about i was about to say you, you have quite a bit of hole over there <laughs> according to the rumors oh my god i told you i'm sex puns to come Holy Eli motherfucking new one. All right. So some hold that the Roman orgies were uh, few and far between. I would say that there's at least like I can't remember all the the, the fucking <laughs> all, the, all the fucking pagan holidays off the top yeah. of my head. I'm a terrible satan satanist, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember all our fucking holidays. Like, I got like Lupercalia. Got you, you know, remember all the fucking holidays Sam or all Hain the fucking holidays? Samhain, if you're if you're not yeah. American. You know, we got all that shit, but uh, yeah, they they essentially have a. Shit, why am I drawing a blank on the the god? Uh, anyways, there's an, there's an orgy in in honor of uh, a god. I forgot the name of the god, but he's the god of debauchery. Yeah. Uh, why am I fucking drawing a blank? Anyways, it's probably <laughs> in here somewhere. As I wrote yeah. him in there, but uh, they celebrate him three times a year. So you got okay. that. You got Lupercalia. So that's like so they're all least, involved at least four times. Yeah, at least six or seven orgies a year. That's like that is a full calendar, man. That is I don't a know full calendar. How they keep track of all that? Uh as a guy who's done about twelve orgies a year, it is a full calendar. At one point in time, yes, Mel. It, hey, it is the season for sharing VD. <laughs> 
But anyways, that was a big gulp. <laughs> yeah, so while others believe that they were often and wild, truth is likely closer to both kind of being correct, where they would get wild and they were kind of often in comparison to like modern era. Yeah. But when you compare it to where they came from, where they were just pretty much monkeys in the bushes fucking, yeah. it's a lot less. <laughs> Uh, however, Roman orgies were most definitely very lavish and crazy in the earlier centuries of the empire. Yeah. So it wasn't really until they started becoming more Christian that they kind of toned down the orgies aspect. <laughs> By that, I mean they reserved it to the, the, the little Catholic boys. Oh, jeez. And they still do that today, which is why they built a wall around the Pope so that no one else has to look at him fucking <laughs> the little kids. Oh, my God. And I, like, I just like sticking it in them, you know. Stick it into the Pope's side and twisting the spoon a little bit. Heard that they have a new Pope, and I'm like, wow. I remember as a kid, there's like one Pope forever, and then like in the adult life, four Popes in one month. They're really just knocking them <laughs> back over there. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so the, the likely that they were way more lavish and much closer to the truth way earlier on in the empire in the earlier centuries. Yeah. And then, yeah, and they became more conservative. They toned down the orgies. Roman culture held that all rich Romans were expected to be fabulous entertainers. Yeah. Which is kind of true. I mean, even today, you yeah, know, rich, rich fucks, you know, they got to yeah, throw a party for, for everyone else. You know, be good entertainers, bitch. We pay you a lot. <laughs> uh, the more extravagant their feasts, the more powerful they were perceived to be. So opulence was the, uh, the name of the game. Yeah. And the emperors were obliged to be the most over the top of all because they literally had an unlimited <laughs> supply of yes. money and debauchery. Uh, so hundreds of complete strangers, both men and women of all classes, were essentially lured off the streets and into splendid marble villas to party on a pretty regular basis. Well, this is for like all the different orgies. Yeah, this yeah. is all the different orgies, but this is ex this is also kind of like Lupercalia too. Okay. Uh, although there was a bias for the well-dressed, good-looking young people, obviously <laughs> you don't want to yeah. go to an orgy and just all eighty-year-old grandmas, and you're the only young cop. They probably skipped the lepers too. Yeah, you definitely. Oh, I don't know. The Maybe there was one. There's one or two very select orgies hey, where they invited lepers. I'm just glad <laughs> that, like, in the modern era, bug chasers don't involve lepers anymore. Leprosy used to be part of bug chasing back when, like, it was an actual thing. Uh. Do you know what bug chasing is? I are you are you about to learn a new sex term, Mel? Oh God, I, I believe you told me once. Just think but... of Pokemon. It's about people got to collect them all. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so now I just related Pokemon to VD. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, some of their names sound like VD. Like muck. <laughs> like, man, I was fucking this one chick and she gave me the muck, man. <laughs> now I got a bad case of the coughing and wheezings. Come on. <laughs> See? See? Everything's a pun if you try hard enough. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, they would lure people off the streets like, hey, come on, come here, come here, come here, kids, let's party, yeah, let's party. Uh, there, once they were in the villa, uh, servants hammered them with wine and food, which, of course, you got to yeah. take the bottle and beat them over the head with it. <laughs> uh, and often, their uh, parties contained a lot of Asian erotic dancers grooving to the flutes. Because <laughs> you can't have a lot of Roman dancers, you got to have them Asians. Uh, uh, prostitutes were essentially served in back rooms, so they weren't generally fucked at the table in front of everyone. You would go to a back room and fuck your prostitute. Uh, and uh, th that would also sometimes include slaves, servants, and young boys and girls, if you were so inclined. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it was a different time, Mel. Yeah. These parties would remain, uh, I put classy in quotes, and uh, rarely get out of control. 
Oftentimes, they would engage in the multiple coupling that Roman orgies have been come known for, but generally not not at the same time. Oh. You get one guy going, and then he'd you know go out high five the next guy, and he'd go in, oh. <laughs> and she wouldn't have a lot of time to clean up in between. So it's really gross, really gross shit. I lost my mouse. <laughs> uh, you're just very quiet over there. Well, you're just very quiet. What's, what's going on over there? Are, are you doing something underneath the table? I'm like, gross. Mm, it's a studio. Oh, this is oh a professional God. quality show, and you're over there getting turned on by me talking about orgies and sex and balls and cock and pussies. Come on, what do you? What, what is possibly so erotic about any of that? <laughs> You really, you really got nothing to say. I am just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm breathing. I see, I'm just trying to listen. See, I'm trying to like join in and be funny with you, but oh, I'm not <laughs> one of these people. And that talks about, I know you're over there blushing. Like you're like, this, this, you're the shade of a tomato. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm changing it from the, the sexy, wet, voluptuous smell in November to like the tomato face in smell in November. I'm going to call you tomato soup from now on. <laughs> All right, Campbell's, let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the dining room is essentially where the most important reception areas uh, of the residents and included high quality decorative fixtures lots of gold lots of mosaics lots of sculptures that they can move around a lot of wall paintings and other luxury shit yeah a lot of couches a lot of silks because that's where you partied uh typically during the parties roman men reclined on couches while banqueting uh women were essentially excluded from the table uh, unless, uh, yeah, so the women were essentially excluded from the table, but within the Roman context of what's considered considered to be a respectable woman, they were permitted to join the men. Oh, so respectable women yeah, could respectable go women. Eat? So essentially, if you were rich enough, your wife could join you at the table. Oh, okay. Uh, everyone else had to like just be like background. Oh. Or go off in another room. Slave girls and whores weren't necessarily permitted at the table. Unless the party got so debauched enough that they were being utilized at the table. Utilized. Now yes. you sound like a manager at a I, uh, corporate. I decided office. that uh, I because they never say use, they say <laughs> utilized. utilized. Two extra syllables yeah. well, because that makes them more manager. My vocabulary, and I actually toned down this the script because the original one, I said I say the word fuck and fucked and other variations of the word fuck, two hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how much sex was in, originally in here. Like, I'm, yes. I'm toning it down a bit because I, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's a, I get tired of saying the same word over and over and over again. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Mm. So the elites dined on exotic produce, particularly meats from wild birds and fish, due to their rarity, Mel. Yeah. Yeah. Difficulty. Doesn't even matter if it tastes good. Just, as long as it's rare. As long as it's rare and hard to get. <laughs> Uh, so essentially, the more difficult it is to get the meat, and the more expensive it is, it was all a reflection of the host's affluence. Yeah, that makes sense. Meats included pheasants, thrush, other songbirds, as well as raw oysters, lobsters, shellfish, venison, wild boar, and peacock. And what do all those have in common, Mel? Um, I don't know. All but one of them, to my knowledge, is considered an aphrodisiac. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, peacock is the only one that I'm pretty sure isn't an aphrodisiac. <laughs> so I never looked at a peacock, wanted to eat it and go, I want to go get some pussy now, too. <laughs> but yeah, they, they eat a lot of aphrodisiacs, especially during yeah. Lupercalia. They serve a lot of that. 
okay that makes sense yeah it does make sense do you believe in aphrodisiacs actually working or you think it's more like a psychological thing <laughs> it's mostly a psychological thing yeah. oh absolutely it's gotta be although who the fuck wants to eat a raw raw oyster i don't know they're disgusting yeah, they they are pretty disgusting. So uh, even foods that were uh, yeah, so so they had those aphrodisiacs. Uh, then they had foods that were forbidden by sumptuary laws that they uh. would also get if you were rich enough. Uh, this included fattened fowl and sow's udders. Oh, gross! Uh, yeah, and they were flagrantly consumed at the most exclusive feasts. Yes, well, that's why they ban things so that they can be you know mm, more erotic. But who the fuck wants to eat it? Like like a sow's udder. I don't know. That's like pig nipples. You're eating pig <laughs> nipples. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, elaborate recipes were invented for just these occasions, which I mean, you're shaking your head. You're like, no, yes, no, you I, know about that. I, uh, yeah, they just like make up a bunch of shit. And yeah, it like takes people like eight hours to make it one dish. Throw all the expensive shit together. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. The peacock is that like yeah. stick the feathers back in it after you cook it, kind of thing. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I'm smacking my lips a lot. I think you're fine. I, I'm I'm literally getting hungry from just just the the, the oh thought of God. all this food. <laughs> my, my so it's mouth, not the it's sex; like, it's the food. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a, a nice peacock roasted sounds really good. <laughs> Put a little lemon pepper on there. Says the man mm. who had both bacon and sausage this morning. Yeah, but I'm a man of opulence, though. <laughs> I'm a Roman, <laughs> not Italian whatsoever. But definitely Roman. Uh, so yeah, they uh, they, they invented uh, recipes just for these occasions and included expensive ingredients and means of preparation. Yeah. Uh, but they also included dramatic forms of presentation. They liked presentation. Yeah. And then this brings us to your favorite conversation, especially if you're from Japan, purging. Oh God! I don't know why we don't so, do that here. We're, we're such a over the top country. I'm glad we don't do this here because. That's going to be the new thing. It's going to appear I, on the internet here's now. Here's the thing. Purging doesn't stop my libido. It stops my appetite. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, if you want to throw up during sex, I am okay with that. Just not on me. But, like, when it comes to eating, don't do that shit around me, man. Because I'm going to throw up. And then it's a chain reaction. And now everyone in the restaurant is throwing up. Well, that's why they did it in special rooms. I do remember the name of that room that they used to do this in. Yeah, what was it called? The vomitorium. No, that's actually not what it's called. <laughs> Was that just a myth? It's a myth. A vomitorium is actually, you see those a lot in the Coliseums. They're, they're essentially an archway. It's just a hallway <laughs> that they call it a vomitorium. Because it, it's, it's how they get people out of the building quickly. Oh, actually, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, no, no. That, that, Today that, I learned. That's a myth, Mel. You <laughs> fucking myth. We're talking about the truth, Mel. The truth and nothing but the truth. You the can't truth. handle the truth. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, no. Uh, but they did have uh, like pillars and shit that they would offer as a way to ease the uh the vomiting that you could like lean over and just ugh, and oh my god him. but essentially yeah they would just go into a different room that had like a bucket or but how whatever. could you do that and then like and then have an appetite afterwards oh i'm hungry after i throw up unless i'm like really sick i get hungry afterwards because my body goes all right stomach's empty fill it back up but your but your mouth and everything is just filled with that just don't stomach think, acid. Just don't st swish, just gargle, and just don't think about it. <laughs> You'll oh, be fine. Oh my god! Wait, you never had a boot and rally? I don't know what that is. And that's when you throw up and then you go back to drinking. Oh no! That's yeah, no, boot no. and rally, man. Romans invented that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, the purging was deemed a, a part of the fine dining experience in Rome <laughs> and often didn't interfere with the fornication. So they're a lot like me. It doesn't fuck with my libido, but it might fuck with my appetite. 
Oh, God. <laughs> when other people do it. Not when I do it. It doesn't bother me when I do it. Fuck you. It's, if, it's, <laughs> if I'm going to throw up, it's an issue for you, though. That's your issue. <laughs> uh, this was most likely the extent of the Lupercalian orgies. It was just yeah. like the little here and there. You might get a little debauched. You might get, you know, definitely getting people throwing up and drinking to and eating to excess. But that's probably as far as it went for the rich people. Yeah. Uh, it was a little more benign than some of the other parties throughout the year. Uh, here it is. The Bacchanalia. I don't know why I can't oh, yeah, remember the Bacchanalia. Bacchanalia. That's right, Bacchus. Because that is literally one of the great satanic, you know, like holidays. Yes. We have like four holidays as one of them. You think I could remember the other two? <laughs> Got Lubricalia, <laughs> Bacchanalia. The Lazy Satanist. Uh, yeah, Samhain, and then I forgot the I fourth I paid one. for the tattoo. I'm okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am the true Satanist because I took the ideology, flipped it on its head, made it my, made it my own. And that now you drink Coco out of your yes, motto. That is that is <laughs> satanic energy right there. I don't care about this corporate bullshit. They got their tax oh, exempt yeah, status. Fuck those. They got nerds. a pat on the head from the U.S. government. Yeah, man. Fuck those nerds. Fuck Anton Lavey. I'm all about Aleister Crowley. <laughs> and technically, I'm not even really a Satanist. I I'm, I follow more of like the Thelemite ideology. Yeah. Which is like the granddaddy of Satanism. Yeah. So I'm better than all you nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> fucking, yo, hipsters ruin everything, man. <laughs> they do. Like, you know what really pisses me off? You get like those hipster chicks who like like glue or tape like crystals to their forehead and they go, "What the hell? I am Wiccan. It's what a six thousand year ponies? old idea. Like Wiccan, six thousand year old religion." I'm like, dude, that shit was created by sixties and in the sixties by chicks who like fucking to, hippies in California yeah, who like to drop acid and fuck like twelve dudes in the woods. <laughs> yeah, like fuck you. Make shit up. <laughs> what are you, a feminist? Just making shit up? Talk about the wage Are you gap. challenging their lived experiences? I am. I am talking about their 6,000-year-old lived experience. entitled misogynist asshole. Hey, man. Whatever floats <laughs> their boat, right? But, uh, yes. So, uh, you know, they had the three Bacchanalian orgies a year uh, in honor of Bacchus. Mm-hmm. However, that is not something that is shown in how the lower-class Romans celebrated Lupercalia. Okay. Uh, it seems that while Lupercalia, yeah. So here I'm talking about is so since Lupercalia was seen as a religious observance to all, the elites were seemingly expected to be more well behaved than normal, while the plebeians were allowed to be a bit more wild. Yeah. And yes, plebeians is the definition of poor people. <laughs> and that's what that's the word for it. It's <laughs> in, in in Rome and and Greece too, wasn't it? I yeah yeah ple- plebeians Probably. essentially where it's like you're you're a plebe. Yeah, you're, you're poor. Now nowadays, it's got a weird definition. Where it's, what does it mean? Like dumb or some shit? Like, like you're dumb. <laughs> you're a noob. Common. Yeah, it you're just common. Means, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if uh, <laughs> this sentence, I'm going to read it the way I have it written, and you can make fun of me. <laughs> but it were the elites. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know good or English. My uh, inner redneck. What was can't... in your cocoa when you read when you wrote that? I might have just been drinking Fireball. <laughs> I tend to do that during research. Or research. Uh, my my uh, inner redneck is coming out a bit. But yeah, it, it was the elites who held the crown for stories of Roman debauchery throughout all of history. Yeah. You want to get into some of those? <sighs> <laughs> I know you do. Oh, I do. I'm over here sweating just thinking about it. <laughs> the raunchiness of Caligula. Oh, my. I don't oh, know, man. You, yeah, what, what do you know about Caligula? I've watched I watched the entire um, series of I Claudius. It's really, yeah, yeah, and Caligula is a pretty fucked up Roman emperor, isn't he? 
Yeah, I don't know much. <laughs> I don't know much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the stories of Caligula celebrations kind of darken the mood, so to speak. <laughs> they might, they might, you know, if any it was of you dark even for Rome. if any of you have wet pussies and hard cocks, they might get a little soft uh, <laughs> just when it comes to the Caligula. Uh, unless, of course, you're a complete freak like me, then it's just gonna get harder. <laughs> and I worry about you. Uh, while most celebrations were uh, hedonistic and always met with the same energy, some found it hard to get hard at one of Caligula's parties. Oh, goodness. That is a good sentence. But it's very true. It's a very <laughs> accurate sentence. Caligula was famous for his culinary theater, theater. He took a childish delight in what is considered, quote unquote, display food. <laughs> there's a lot of that's a lot of the stuff we watch on TV yes, these days. It, it is. It is. This is but, sort of hey, edible. Hey, are, are you are you are you shitting on the Great British Baking Show? No, of course not. Uh, don't be, and that's that, not sarcastic. That's, like that's me one, saying, that's like of course the, not. That is like one of my favorite shows of all like, time. And you know what's really weird? I don't remember so many people crying on like national television. Jeez, as Christ. they do now. You, you like made every, it to the baking show. Like, you like, survived the like first week and you get eliminated. Show we watch, they're just sobbing. They're just crying <laughs> when they get ejected. Like we, we, they're we, not gonna die. Yeah, no, like we tried watching. Was it Lego Masters? They were fucking crying over Legos. Oh my god, Lego Masters was just a sob. Yeah, they were just sobbing. They were just man. like they're gonna die. Like, You're adults. No one's dying. <laughs> no one's like, gonna I, get killed. Get, not like, taking, being taken out back no, and like, shot. I get like when like the autistic person because they always have that one autistic person who like thinks that they're the greatest and they, they get yeah. voted out like towards the end of the season yeah. i get why they sob i get why the first person who gets voted out sobs because that's just embarrassing <laughs> but everyone else you don't really have an excuse and it's not like you can't continue to talk to those people or whatever or yeah. exchange emails or texts yeah, or whatever no, it's just you're not being banished yeah, you're, you're not like getting thrown <laughs> into the fucking volcano to appease the sun god like, yeah, what exactly. the fuck? Uh, but, you know, that doesn't have a nice segue to Caligula making a lot of people cry oh, at his parties. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, you want to cry? That's how, that's how oh, you make yeah. someone cry. Oh, yeah. He made a lot of chefs cry. <laughs> they went. They they made with the, the, the zip, the plop, and the, the boo-hoos when they were around him. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so he ordered loaves literally made out of just pure gold. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, uh, fish dyed blue to make them look like they were still swimming. And exotic meats molded into statues of lions and elephants. I'm into the elephant one. I, the thing is the meat, scu meat sculpture. Yeah, Why meat the sculpture. hell would you sculpt something out of meat? Why wouldn't you? What the fuck? That it doesn't sounds matter. awesome. It's going to look every, disgusting. Out of everything on that table, the meat sculptures sound amazing, especially if they're slathered. Like, you take, like, pulled pork, slather in barbecue sauce, and you just mold it around, like, a wire frame. I'd be into You've that. You've been watching too much. Your pretty, fa your pretty face is going to hell. Hey, hey, man. With their pork. Hey, man. With their yes. pulled pork. Henry Zabrowski, he's my hero. <laughs> Fat boy just like him. And honestly, if he ever watches this show and listens, I will suck your dick to get you on this show. <laughs> I will, I will suck your dick on the show, after the show, before the show. I'll just suck your dick. I fucking love you. And if anyone knows him, please you know give him our details. <laughs> shameless, shameless begging aside. Oh my god. Uh, no one's ever gonna listen to this episode. We're fine. Uh, yeah. So uh, honestly, molded meat statues sounds so good. I don't know. Uh, especially if it's like on a river of coleslaw. Hell yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, no, sorry, a and I doubt, I doubt Caligula knew what coleslaw was. Uh, do they even have cabbage in Rome? Probably, right? 
probably, but how much more lowbrow do you get than fucking coleslaw? You can have, if you can have it at a picnic, Caligula no, didn't have it at all. Coleslaw might have been very opulent because who would have known how to beat eggs until it's like delicious? They're like, we must be upper class. Yeah. We have mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're beating raw eggs until it's delicious. <laughs> so, I mean, that Maybe might actually. They were beating people during, during uh, Lupercalia. <laughs> we're going to make you more delicious. Just scramble their eggs. <laughs> Jesus. Was, it, was that an egg scramble joke with the women? <laughs> I'm proud of you, Mel. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Well, I'm the one who made the joke about fucking a college girl and then using her as an ashtray, right? Yeah, you did. Yes. Yes. Your, your debauchery. This is part two. Yes. Your, your debauchery knows no bounds. This is the upgrade. It is Mel 2.0. <laughs> uh, however, it was the orgy experience for uh, Caligula's parties that was uh, the most stressful. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, I actually don't want to imagine. Oh, you don't have to because I'll be telling you. <laughs> Even the horniest of guests would find themselves unable to get into the mood at times and, <laughs> and i'm sure I, I you're gonna tell us why i think that's an understatement some having a hard time getting into the mood uh especially when the host was, was both certifiably insane and unpredictably violent yeah. which this isn't an episode about caligula's per se but probably one of the most violent insane emperors to have ever existed yeah i've, I've written short stories yes. and stuff inspired yes by him. uh caligula's a uh, Bit of a bitch. And here's one of the violent stories. While, <laughs> while drunk, Caligula was known to bust public... Bo sorry, bust... Boast... Speech impediment. Boast publicly with a single nod to the guards that they would slit the throats of every single guest. Which obviously was a bit distracting when you're trying to fuck your whore. Oh my when god. When he's just telling everyone at the party, you know, I could kill all of you right now just with a nod. Can you imagine, like, the like pin the, drop silence? Everyone's just like, oh. They wouldn't dare, because then that would actually probably instigate the nod. Yeah. That's the kind of, like, I actually know, friend, like, people like that. I was friends with that. Like, you couldn't get high with them. So once they smoke crack, they go, you know what? I'll fucking murder you all. I'll fucking kill you all. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay, Reggie. Just smoke more crack. <laughs> Please smoke all this crack. Here, you, you, you can have the crack. You can have all of the crack. Advice from Eli. Be careful yeah. who you smoke crack with. Yes, indeed. They might. <laughs> they, honestly, if, if they're smoking crack and they say that they could kill all of you, they might kill all of you. <laughs> life uh, lessons. Yes, life lessons. Your crack is now their crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a slave who was caught, and here's another story. So once a slave uh, was caught stealing silver at, at his part, one of his parties, had both his hands chopped off in front of the guests. Oh. <gasps> Uh, and then uh, they were forced to clap for Caligula as the slave was uh, had, had his hands tied around his, his neck and wear them as like a necklace. And then he was paraded around the dining room to a, a round of applause. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine like the Snapchats that come out of that? <laughs> uh, Honestly, I don't have to imagine because I'm pretty sure Biden does the same shit. <laughs> like in my mind, Biden's like a mix of like Nero, Caligula, and like a like a like a I don't know like a like a mental patient. Yeah, but but which like, part of it was the hair sniffer? Definitely Nero. Caligula, Caligula might have been a hair sniffer, but Nero definitely. And honestly, any, anyone with like like uh with like me like memory issues, uh, Alzheimer's. Oh they, yeah. I I used to work in Alzheimer's ward. Yeah. <laughs> Way, way back when I was in high school, which is not a good 
not a good age to be working Here's your with. introduction yes. to the working world. Yeah, work with Alzheimer's. Hey, yeah. I served them food, and they met, a, a, like, me feeding them was like them meeting a new guy every day. <laughs> I really fucked up that oh sentence. Oh, my God. But it's true. Like, like I, I like I had the snack cart, so, like, yeah. I, I'd, I'd serve them dinner, clean up the dining room when they were done, and then, like, right before I left, I had to give them, like, the snack cart, and, you know, you know diabetics got whatever and shit. And I'd have to go to each of the room, knock on the door, say hi. And I had, like, my little black hat, my little black apron, and then that like the uniform was like a white shirt with like black pants so it's kind of like formal nice looking yeah but uh a lot of them had a lot of problems but uh they would all like i had this one lady always trying to like fuck me oh my god she thought she was like stuck in like the 50s and was like 16 again and it was, <laughs> it was really weird holy shit so and I, it kind of got to a point where i used to tell the nurses i'm not fucking going back in there <laughs> but then i had this one lady she was like three days older than jesus like if you <laughs> saw like the crypt keeper just taken out of his casket and placed on like a pillow that's what she looked like but she had a loud voice she was very racist <laughs> uh, she used to think that I was black. So I'd walk in the room. She'd call me the N-word, get the fuck out, blah, 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 blah. I had to step outside, you know, take my hat off, take the apron off, fluff up, fluff up my hair a little bit, and then magically somehow I turned into a white guy. <laughs> but it was really nice because they were all just just meeting me, a new person, every single day. Yes. But they like to sniff hair. <laughs> a few of them were hair sniffers. There was one. She was like sixty, so she wasn't like she was like the youngest yeah. one there. She just had a lot of like memory issues, and that's and her family just abandoned her there. But she would like go around the dining room and sniff some like the really old people who were like stuck in like wheelchairs and shit, like sniff their hair like they were babies. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure she just thought like like because they they like when you get old enough you get reverted to like back to like yeah. infancy. So she probably just like in her fucked up mind thought they were babies, and it's like she got like, to go. Yeah, this one smells good. <laughs> so, point is, Biden might have Alzheimer's if he's sniffing hair. <laughs> From here, having heard him speak, yeah, he probably yeah, does. Yeah, definitely. among other things, he himself it's is like a if strange Nero, little man. If, if, if uh, Caligula looked like Nero but had Alzheimer's, that's Biden <laughs> that's right Biden. there. That's Biden. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, a little distracting having a slave get their hands cut yes. off in front of everyone, but. Uh, you know, that wasn't the only thing on the menu. Oh, goodness. While sex was always on the menu at his parties, Caligula's foreplay was something to be feared by the men. Do you know why, Mel? <laughs> why? Why do you think men would be afraid of Caligula's foreplay? I'm assuming that it has something to do with having some part of their body damaged or cut no, off? Actually, or, uh, I don't know. Well, is the male pride a part of their body? Is that part of our body? Like, I don't know. I have no pride, so I can't say. But uh, he would essentially invite the most attractive aristocrats to his personal t- table to dine, and that also included their wives. Okay. Then he would t- he would look around the table, see which wife he thought was the the most gorgeous, the one that really got his dick hard, and he would call her up to sit next to him, where he would inspect her as if she were a slave for auction. Oh you know, God. lifting up her skirt to examine her legs and naughty bits, you know, folding around her arms, squeezing the boobies, doing all that shit. And then uh, he would uh, force her to look at him as he was doing this if her head dropped in embarrassment. Holy shit. And then uh, if she met his requirements, Caligula would take her to his chambers for a forced liaison. Right. Uh, no, Damn. forced liaison. No. <laughs> you were very specific. <laughs> very specific. Because he didn't kidnap her. He, even her husband was like, definitely not rape. Yeah. He's the emperor. Yeah. Definitely not rape. No, no. Because it's fine. It's all fine. Remember, rape means kidnap. Right. He didn't kidnap her. He just fucked her. 
<laughs> I know, Mel. Definitions matter. <laughs> Especially in today's day and age. Yeah, so later when he was done fucking her, um, they both would return to the table as if it was completely normal. She might have even had a smile on her face. Who knows? Uh, and then he would uh, regale the entire table, including her husband, about uh, the entire experience and offer a blow-by-blow critique of her figure and performance uh of of the woman oh my god that's horrific i don't think so well you, you've, you've never like wanted like to get fucked and then like have the guy tell everybody you know at the table right afterwards how it was that is not something i'm into you've never been to a frat party <laughs> no you're right i haven't that, that's essentially what goes i'm sure that's what goes at a frat party because i've been to like frat houses and that's essentially yeah. what they do and they, they go around and offer people sniffing their fingers and shit. It's very, very weird. Monkey behavior. So it's monkeys, you know, being monkeys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that one even caught me in the back of my throat a little bit. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I would say that I would not want to have lived under Caligula because I do not do well when it comes to sharing. <laughs> I don't share very well. Yeah. I gave a kid six stitches because he touched my G.I. Joe one time. Really? Yeah, it was with the G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, you I, weaponized I, I, a G.I. Joe. You fucking want it? You fucking want it? You're fucking have it. And smacked him in the head with it. Gave him like six digits. It was, it's fine. I was like, <laughs> it's like six, you know. Damn. It's, it's okay. <laughs> you look at me like, like, it's, like that's a weird thing to do. I don't <laughs> share, man. Fuck that. I stole that G.I. Joe fair and square. It's mine now. <laughs> uh, yeah, my parents couldn't afford a G.I. Joe. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Those shits were expensive. Like five bucks. That shit's expensive. <laughs> uh yeah so uh he would give the blow by bow performance and then fun fact about caligula and uh specifically about lupercalia uh he banned the use of the word goat in his presence the word goat yeah you cannot use the word goat in front of caligula you know why because he was very self-conscious about his intense body hair which had the <laughs> texture of a goat <laughs> so it's just short <laughs> fat Italian guy. Caligula Caligula looked like a sort of goat. Yeah, he was like a short, fat, hairy. Honestly, think of like Pan from like uh, the 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 what was the the Hercules cartoon? You ever saw the Disney Hercules movie? No. (laughs) I I think he's voiced by Danny DeVito. But uh, yeah, just think of short. Can he like shave that? It's his whole body. It's his whole body, neck down, man. Like I'm pretty sure Caligula was bald. Like, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Caligula was like one of those like bald guys with like like the like the the hair in the back and the sides, but nothing on top or front. Oh man, I'm pretty sure he was that. So he looked like, like hairy like, palms. He looked like most Serbian men do now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know what the, that looks like the Serbian men in like the tracksuits just walking around all of me. Yeah, they're just hairy as fuck. Hair. So like Teen Wolf then. Yes. Just, but instead of it being like long and curly, it's like short and like bristly, like a goat. So you couldn't say. <laughs> so you couldn't say the word goat from, which is uh kind of sucks because uh, goat's a very popular word when it comes to Lupercalia. <laughs> so is it like today we're like on YouTube, like you can't say you can't say gun, you have to use force multiplier. Yeah, or so you can't say you... suicide, so you have to say like like unalived. self, yeah, unal- like a self unalived or something. Yeah, self deletion. So they have to come up with like a ruminant mammal. They call it the ruminant mammal with horns. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or they just didn't say anything, and they just say you know the 
and they just leave it a blank, do an awkward pause, and then continue speaking as if it wasn't a thing. I don't think you would want any awkward pauses around him, though, because Honestly, he might pick that yeah, up as a, uh, you know. It's like a weird, like, attempt to suicide, like, like, assassinate him, and then he just nods his guards, and everyone in the fucking party gets murdered <laughs> over the word goat. That may have happened, I'm Yeah, more than he, he may have wiped out the Senate a few times. <laughs> Just doing that. Rip. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, good thing senators just drop from the tree, man. <laughs> like apples. Uh, so the debauchery wasn't just exclusive to the acts of drinking and fucking, but with sexual expression in general. Hmm. Which a lot of trannies use this as justification for their behavior. But I will say this. There's only one emperor who wanted to chop their dick off. Wanted to? What? Yeah. Every other emperor didn't want to chop their dick off, but there was one who who wanted to chop his dick off. Really? And we'll talk about him and this sexual expression. Uh, so many Roman hosts often engage in cross-dressing, which is not the same thing as being trans. Right. A lot of people think, uh, oh, cross-dressers and uh, what, what, what's the uh, the, um, the other, other Transsexual? one? Transsexual? No, uh, the, the, the queens, uh, drag queens. Yeah. They say drag queens and drag queens. are all trans. Like, no, that's not a form of trans anything. That no. is literally its own thing. It existed before they that. They predated all that stuff. And honestly, I know a lot of drag queens and cross-dressers, you call them trans, they will probably murder you. <laughs> uh, fun fact, gay people also historically have hated trans people. Just figured I'd throw all that out there. <laughs> they have not been stewing on on that as a gay man myself <laughs> anyways oh, committing enough you know hate crimes as it is on the radio <laughs> let's get back to the cross-dressing emperors so julius caesar yeah famous cross-dresser do you know that holy shit no yeah julius caesar lived the life of a girl in the court of king nicomedes the fourth iv that's four right yeah i fucking suck with roman numerals uh in his 20s so he was in his twenties. Yeah, in his twenties, he lived as a woman under the King Nicomedes. Okay. And, and his court, he was later referred to as Queen of Bithynia, uh, every woman's man and every man's woman. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that, that's a part of the history about Julius that no one really talks about. Julius went from Julie to Julius, real fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there was Tiberius. Uh, I don't know which Tiberius this was. It just yeah. said Tiberius. I'm assuming the first. It's a lot of Tiberiuses in, in, in the Roman Emperor yeah. uh, categories of Tiberiuses. Uh, he, who would dress as a woman. And then there was even Caligula, who sometimes showed up at banquets dressed as Venus. <laughs> it's just a lot oh of titties. Like, if, have you seen <laughs> statues of Venus? It's like a lot of, of sheer robes and titties. <laughs> so I wonder if he just cut off like slave titties and just like wore them as like a bra and was like I got titties now. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be some fucked up shit he would do. Yes. Uh, however, Nero possibly was the worst of them all, the most notorious of them all. Uh, Nero, feeling a little sad about kicking his pregnant wife Papea to uh, Sabina to death, saw a surrogate. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sentence, right? He felt yes. a little bad about kicking his pregnant wife to death. Uh, he found a surrogate in a young boy named Sporus. Oh, boy. Okay. Do you know anything about Sporus? No. I actually know, I knew about this before the research. Really? Uh, yeah, and so since he fell in love with Sporus, he had him castrated before they were married. And they, oh, my God. Sporus was a slave, I believe. Probably. Yeah, so he just cut the dude's dick off. He's like, all right, you're my wife now. We're married. Uh, Sporus would join Nero in bed with another man named Pythagoras. And now this makes me think. There's three men in a in the bed fucking right now. Triangles have three points. 
and Pythagorean theorems dealing with triangles and it's named after Pythagoras, I'm starting to think that it's all about gay sex. And they've been teaching me gay sex and fucking algebra for six years because I sucked at math, so I took the same course every fucking year of high school. Just so everyone knows, the Caption Picard meme has surfaced again. And oh I am God. pissed that <laughs> I have lived 29 years knowing about Pythagorean theorem and never once has it Dude, become even 29 like, relevant. Yet. I don't know, man. It's never once become relevant. <laughs> and all it is is just gay roman sex man with a with a guy without a dick and some other guy who is a dick because oh he created the fucking math like I, I swear to god if i will look into this later but if this is not the guy who created the oh math oh my god I will, i'm I will, assuming it's like a, this as common as the name bob today maybe I you may know. be reading dear bob. viewers an article about Mel being beaten to death with the algebra textbook <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so he, he fucked a man named Pythagoras who was a free man that uh, Nero had also married. Nero married men? Oh, yeah. Dude was insane. <laughs> he literally burnt down. Like, okay, everyone talks about uh, redlining and gentrification these days. Now it's a yeah. big deal. Nero fucking created gentrification. You know how he gentrified Rome? He burnt down the entire part of Rome, like the poor parts of Rome. <laughs> the people still in there. He just set it on fire, played his violin, watched it burn, and then it's like, all Gonna right, burn this bitch down. You know, you don't need to gentrify if everyone's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about redlining. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh God. So, just so everyone knows, Romans did it way worse than the white people. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's all about just, context. Yeah, it's all it's about context. All Next thing you're going to start complaining about Whitey buying up all your neighborhoods and putting in a Starbucks, just know he could be burning that shit down. <laughs> it's way cheaper for him to build on ashes than it is to tear houses down and build on the old foundations. Fuck you. Holy <laughs> shit. Dark humor aside. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, fuck Pythagoras. Uh, <laughs> so they uh, they often, you know, fucked, and it wasn't uncommon for Nero to play the wife in their activities, uh. which you'll see is a bit of an issue in, in uh, Roman culture. <laughs> bit of a problem with that. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I haven't covered that part yet. But no. anyways, during bait, Fucking scroller's not working. <laughs> During banquets hosted by his advisor, Tigellinus. I'm probably fucking up all these names, by You're the way. Uh, Nero would be draped in skins of wild animals and be released from a cage. From there, what? he ran around the party, quote-unquote, mutilating, I put that in air quotes, the genitals of men and women who were bound to stakes, uh, which by mutilating, they mean sucking their cocks and eating pussy. So he would be like so vigorously giving them oral that it would look like he's mutilating them, but it's just him choking on cocks. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, which caused a bit of bit oh of a kerfuffle within Rome. <laughs> uh, and here it is in Damn. Rome. So this is this is going to explain a lot about Lupercalia too, yeah. and why it seems like a very masculine like celebration. And what, well, it, it's it's a it's a it's it's weird because it's, it's a fertility ritual that celebrates women. But it's got a very masculine energy to it. Yeah. From what I've been able to read, like you, you picked up on that, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, although I will say the uh, the w woman fuck lottery, those were all women who were into it. So okay. that that's probably very feminist of them. 
to choose. It, 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 was, it was generally only single, singles only thing. Right. If you were married, you you, you weren't involved in that. Okay. Generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, so in Rome, sex is more gratification for the men, but a duty for the women. Yeah. Which makes sense given their history. I heard that burp and I give that. I give that a two. I give that burp a two. Oh my god! Thanks for pointing it out. Oh, I will. I will. No, fuck you. The last time you tried to mute a mic to burp or whatever, you hit the wrong button. Hey (laughs) man, that was in an episode that didn't get used. Okay. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't get used. But yeah, yes, uh, Lupercalia, among other celebrations, were great displays of men taking delight, displaying their manhood and sexual prowess, uh, while women were obliged by submitting to serial childbirth. Serial childbirth? Serial childbirth. That was the whole point. Just have kids. So Uh they'd go through serial childbirth, you know? Just having more than one kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what serial is implied. It's more than one, Mel. What do you look at me like that? <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like an odd way to say, like, to have kids. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, if you were poor, you ended up having 12, six would die, you would murder three, and then you might end up with one who would reach adulthood. <laughs> like, let's be real here. Yeah. We all know how the numbers... Back then, it was was about the numbers game. Yeah, it really Nowadays, was. it's just all about medicine and money, but back then, it was, it was a numbers game. It was, you know, you, you, had, you had to fuck your wife as much as you could just to ensure at least one would survive. Yeah. At least that was the excuse we told you. <laughs> uh, in Roman culture, being passive and penetrated was considered women's work, and men who submitted were denounced. Now, that doesn't necessarily relate to the ideology feminists have about men being penetrative and conquering, because it wasn't seen as a conquering by men in, in Rome. Okay. It was more of like a, that was their job. Right. And a woman's job was, you know, to be submissive. But it was work. It wasn't. It was a duty more than it was you know, about you know you know conquests. Because Rome's they didn't have sexual conquests, unless you were like the emperor or like some really important person yeah. trying to fuck a woman above your status. Right. Other than that, if you're just fucking a slave or a girl or whatever, someone of equal status or below, it wasn't a conquest. Right. Yeah. If they were below your your yeah. status, it, it was or equals or equals. Yeah, but in modern times, we interpreted that a lot different words. You fuck anyone's a conquest because nobody's getting laid anymore. <laughs> Back then, people actually got laid, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, way more than over this, like 15% of men or some shit. I have no idea. I don't know, man. I told you we were going to be talking a lot about sex. Yes. So, yeah, men who submitted uh, were denounced. Uh, so, it's okay to fuck a man in Rome. Just as long as you weren't the man getting fucked. <laughs> right. Uh, lesbians were unconditionally hated since they were not only denying opportunities for pregnancy, but also stealing a man's job. Yeah. They, so you'd hear a lot of Romans go, those lesbians took my job! They took your job! They took your job! <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta give me one, Mel. Give me one of those. <laughs> I can't do that. They took your job! <laughs> Fucking love South Park. Uh, so they punished lesbians severely for the transgressions and uh, they were often called tribades or fricatories uh, which is aka those that rub Uh. very very uh, very accurate (laughs) so my research on Pornhub has told me (laughs) Uh, I lied I'm more of a Brazzers guy Uh. Uh, (laughs) Uh, but that only added to the debauchery of the orgies that was often showcasing uh, women eating muff as long as there was no penetration. 
Uh, so if they were fucking like two guys or fucking a dude with another you know chick yeah. they could they could lick a little bit do a little rubbing but as long as they weren't like sticking anything in each other right they were seen as okay but the roman emperors they could do all that one because that would just add to the sexiness now that added to the <laughs> debauchery more yeah but afterwards they probably had their hands cut off or some shit <laughs> probably. you could do it once with them <laughs> However, despite the male-dominated culture of sex, the female attitude towards sex wasn't much different from them, which is what a lot of modern people get wrong when they say, oh, it's all about sex. No, both men and women wore horrors in Rome, (laughs) Uh, as long as they were rich enough. Right. Uh, This brings us to Julius Caesar's daughter. Okay. Yes. Uh, Was worse about sex than her father who, despite his own sexual appetite, did try to bring more family values to Rome. Uh, she reportedly had sex with multiple men on the same podium what? her father gave his speech on just after he gave it. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Julia considered life was like a beach and that she never took a lover on board unless her boat was already full. Oh, my goodness gracious. What does that mean, Mel? Oh, my God. Give me the female perspective. What is she talking about? I I don't know, but it sounds horrible. It's a very gross way of saying she only fucked other men when she was pregnant. Gross. (laughs) Eventually, her appetites for sex were uh, got so bad that uh, Caesar exiled her to the remote man-free island of Panditaria. Which, to me, just seems like a uh, lesbian, like, vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch yeah. of lesbians going blah, 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 and having a fun time, which, hey, go for it. <laughs> I'm all for that, man. As long as I get to watch. <laughs> uh, she wasn't the only woman of affluence with crazy sex stories throughout Roman history. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Messalina? No. So, Messalina is the empress of Claudius. Don't tell me which one. Don't ask which one. I couldn't figure out what Roman numeral was next to it. It just kept saying Claudius. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was known? Uh, she was known as the queen of the imperial whores. Oh, my goodness. Uh, regularly, she snuck out of bed while Claudius slept and would visit a brothel where she used the working name Lysiska, which translates to wolf bitch. <laughs> she seems wow. like she's a bit of a dominatrix, doesn't Damn. she? Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you know, can you imagine being like the empress and just moonlighting as a whore? <laughs> like, like, you have to really oh like my sex. God. Uh, it was well known that Roman author Pliny the Elder... Uh, tells of Messalina's epic orgy. Holy shit. Uh, in which she challenged a veteran prostitute to a 24-hour sex marathon. Messalina won with 25 partners, which is about one partner an hour. Huh. Which seems kind of low for someone named Wolf Bitch. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe she just tired out all the men looking for whores. Or the ones that were at least brave enough to fuck the Empress of Rome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, wealthy women often were partial to uh, a bit of the rough, if you will. Do you know what that means? A bit of the rough? And. You're, you should. They should see your face. I wish we had a camera to see your face. It's contorted and twisted into this. Ugh. You look like you're smelling like those eggy farts. Mm. Is that an eggy fart? Is that a wet eggy fart just planted right on your lips? <laughs> Can you taste that eggy fart? Oh, my Does God. It taste Shut like an up. I will make an omelet in my stomach just for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a bit of the rough is uh, uh, kind of like a, like a weird way of saying they like to fuck poor guys. People that are below their station. 
Yeah. You know, it's like that uh that that rich milf stay at home milf who like you know looks at looks out uh, out at the pool and sees the pool boy and wants to fuck him that's that's a bit of the rough yeah uh which i have never been a pool boy worker but i've been a pool boy i <laughs> uh, get it see that was uh well said that was a well said joke see yeah sex puns to come <laughs> uh so uh, yeah they, they were partial to the fucking uh poor guys which uh represented their burning desire for lower class men dancers uh bin men which i want to say the guy who i got stole this research from <laughs> well if he's british then <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, means he, trash yeah he, he might have been uh, might have been british because he said bin men i'm assuming garbage, garbage men <laughs> yeah and uh, gladiators we'll translate <laughs> indeed and gladiators messalina loved fucking the victors loved uh. it uh she i forgot what the condition is where you're sexually attracted to like murders murderers and violent oh. men but she she probably had that since she would yeah. fuck these guys often still covered in the blood of their uh the losers oh my god <laughs> yeah however sex wasn't always bad in the roman empire mel sometimes it could be funny <laughs> sometimes you, no hands someti- getting cut off here. sometimes these crazy fucks have a sense of humor <laughs> so you have emperor elagabolus Never heard of this guy. No. Uh, he was a notorious transgressor and deviant at best with his gender confusion. <laughs> uh, he was confused. I will I will say he was very confused. <laughs> uh, but he did have a sense of humor about it as well as his sexuality and everything else. He had an obsession with genitals. Absolutely <laughs> obsessed with genitals. Could not get cock and pussy off his mind, if he even if he tried. You shoot him up with heroin, he's dreaming about it. Uh, and by the way, having a dream while on heroin very hard to do not that i know of how that works or anything uh anyways he had, yeah so he had an obsession with genitals and offered uh essentially any surgeon in the empire that uh could uh give him a like a permanent pussy he'd offer them a lot of money oh my god and he, <clears throat> the word permanent implies that he understood that the process, even though what, that the process we have now is not permanent, because you have to go once a month to get re-incised, so oh to speak. Oh, my God. Yeah, fun, fun fact. <laughs> uh, Elega Bolas, I'm just going to call it the emperor, because fuck yeah. his name. Emperor E. <laughs> See, that's what you got to call me. That's what the ladies got to call me. <laughs> emperor E, man. Uh, he was also prone to sending people out to look for guys with big dicks. <laughs> just to give them jobs in his court. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, so they go look for big dicks, you know, so I can give them a job working for me. And uh, while they had important jobs, they were just mainly there to satisfy his passions. And honestly, this is kind of a funny thing. This is where the sense of humor comes into. The size of their dicks often determined the importance of their posts. (laughs) So the bigger their dick was, the closer to them they like like they were. That is a sense of humor. So, so, so I'm assuming that. One of those men who was chosen was actually Biggest Dickus. Yeah, Biggest Dickus. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the tightest, wettest either, too. But, uh, and his wife, Incontinentia Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking Monty Python. Uh, another fun fact. I didn't write this one down because so I didn't think it was relevant. But we're in a good mood. I'm going to share yes. it. Was, there's a story about how he had a penchant for uh, when friends of his were at his parties and they would yeah. get too drunk. He would uh, have his guards drag them by their feet into like rooms and cages, where he would let loose bears, tigers, lions, 
oh my, into the room with them. What? They, they, they were essentially like declawed and defanged. So like they weren't dangerous to Ooh. them. But he left them in there just to freak the person out when they wake up and they're drunk and there's a fucking lion in the room. <laughs> oh my God. He sounds Again, like a fun the, guy. Uh, th- those videos would be all over social yes, media, man. Honestly, he sounds like a fun guy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and that, that's all I got. So that's if that doesn't give you a clear indication about how Lupercalia kind of worked and how sex in Rome worked, then I fucking failed at my job. Because <laughs> uh, this brings us to, I think, our final segment within the show, this okay. episode, which is uh, how we go from Lupercalia to St. Valentine's Day. From the toothless lions gumming people's genitals to, yes. to uh, Hallmark. And whipping the shit out of women with, like, bloody, like, pieces of hide. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I'm just going to give a quick summary because right. fuck it, whatever. In summation, Rome either adopted Lupercalia from the Greek traditions brought over by the Akkadian hero Evander, or it was an adaptation of Rome's creation story involving Romulus and Remus. Either way, it doesn't really fucking matter. Mm -hmm. Because Evander actually has a... He was deified by Rome. Uh, I forgot where they put, like, you know, it's like a hall of something where they have a statue in honor and remembrance of him. Uh, Eventually, Lupercalia was adapted to the many changes brought with uh, the Roman conversion to Christianity. Uh, And actually, the earliest codex to have full-page illustrations mentions Lupercalia alongside many Christian-adapted holidays and festivals. How do you adapt... How do you adapt a three-day orgy of food, drink, oh, and oh, sex? We're gonna How do that. you? D- we're going to get into that. <laughs> Which brings me to Christmas. Christmas is also on this list. It is. It is clear indication that Christmas was adapted by Christians from a pagan from pagans. Yeah. So anyone who you know has that argument, like, oh no, it's a Christian holiday. No, the fuck, it's not because no. the con- the chronograph of three fifty four which is 354 AD, I think, uh, is a compilation of chronological and calendrical of texts produced yeah, at 354 AD. It was made for a wealthy Christian name, man, sorry, wealthy Christian man named Valentinus. Ah. Yes, Valentinus. By the, and he uh, commissioned it by the calligrapher uh, Furious Dionysus Philocalus. <laughs> uh, the middle name being very important, Dionysus, the goddess right. of love. Uh, yeah, love and fertility, right? Or is it just love? I don't know. Uh, might, might just be fertility. Dionysus is yeah. important to okay. Lupercalia, by the way. Uh, not only does it mention Lupercalia, but also has mentions of Christmas being an annual holiday on December 25th. So that's where we get the Christmas on December oh, 25th. The Christians said that Jesus was born December 25th, but it's actually not true. He's born during the solstice, which is not the 25th. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out there. That's where we get the whole... It's usually the Jesus, 20th or yeah. the 21st on our calendar. That's where we get the whole Jesus born on 25th thing. I should also mention that the Roman February, it's not February since ours is the winter and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I put that there, but I did. So in 391 AD, right, Rome banned all non-Christian cults and festivals with exception to those adapted to Christianity. Lupercalia managed to survive and was celebrated by the nominally Christian populace on a regular basis during the reign of Emperor Anastasius. Hmm. Or Anastasius. It might be pronounced Anastasius, right? I don't know. I don't know either. Then there was uh, Galatius, or Galatius uh, the first, 
who claimed that only the vile rabble, in his words, were involved in the festival and sought its forceful abolition. <laughs> the vile rabble. Yes. I think me and you are part of the vile rabble at this it's point. Absolutely. We're pagans through <laughs> and through. Uh, and we're also kind of like weirdly Republican, but not actually Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's, it's, shocking yeah, I'm to not me a registered about myself. I'm not a registered Republican, but... I get treated like one, which is very scary because in New Jersey, they've had two Republicans assassinated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just fun fact, not going to go into the politics, but uh, be safe out there, guys, especially in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, however, the Roman Senate protested since they still considered it necessary in Rome's safety and well-being because it had a lot to do with the, the fertility, Rome's fertility and, and yeah. the hearth and the fire, which you have to protect that because without that, Rome wouldn't exist. Right. Uh, which I didn't really get into a lot of the mythology of that, but there's a lot of mythology behind that. So this is like weirdly, like, like the pagans and the Christians are kind of living alongside each other in Rome at this point. Yeah. Uh, despite Galatius's attempts to rid Rome of Lupercalia, it survived and managed to even evolve a little bit further. Over time, Lupercalia lost the nakedness and became more chaste. But then what did they do? Uh, they, they still did the whipping, but women didn't pull their tits out for it. They essentially just <laughs> held up their hands, and their hands got whipped. Oh, okay. Uh, and they kept the blood. Uh, they I don't think they did sacrifices anymore. I could be wrong. They mm. might have allowed them to do the sacrifices. Um, but anyways, you had to kill an animal to get the blood anyways. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, but yeah, I lost the nakedness. The, the guys were clothed and dressed in costumes when they were running through the streets, not naked or fig leaves. Yeah. Uh, they kept the whipping of the women, but they, uh, they no longer, cause see, that's not nearly as metal. Cause I imagine like being a naked dude, rock hard. You're drunk as fuck. Your dick is so hard. And this big busty Italian chick just whips out her tits. And it's like, go at, go at him, boy. Give her your best shot. And you're just smacking the shit out of her nipples with this bloody piece of raw hide. And I don't know, man, it, it seemed like a good time. <laughs> I don't know how you could like walk away from that. Yeah, guy, some guy up in the sky. It's got to be you got to be very gay to go follow the guy. Some guy up in the sky rather than smack a chick on her tits. <laughs> That's a very gay thing to do, you know. <laughs> to give up that. How, how do you give that up? Yeah, I'm just saying. How, would you be able to give that up? <laughs> would you want to go smack a chick on her tits? No. You don't like boobies, do you? <laughs> it's not very feminist of you. <laughs> I'm not a feminist anymore. So. Anymore. Well, you made at least one good life decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, at some point, it just kind of regressed, I could say, or uh, progressed. Uh, to me, it's a regression. Yeah. Uh, it turned into a fully dressed three-day feast. They were still allowed to get pissed drunk. Oh, okay. And whip the hands, but it, it just kind of became exotic like, foods and yeah, stuff, but yeah, not a lot of fucking. Not a lot of fucking, and they kind of lost the whole fertility aspect outside of the, the blood and the whipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, at least people still got drunk during it. <laughs> at uh, least that. And then this brings us to St. Valentine's Day. Yes. Do you know the story of St. Valentine's Day? I actually don't. I don't know anything about it. Do you, do you know anything about anything, Mel? Really, I don't. You don't know shit about fuck. I'm a drone. All I do is work. You don't know fuck about shit, Mel. Come on. I really don't. Drone. <laughs> slave wage or wage slave. So uh, this comes from the story of a Christian man named Valentine, which could be one man, could be two different men. Okay. Uh, so on February 14th, during the 3rd century AD, a man named Valentine was executed by Roman Emperor Claudius II. Hmm. 
Uh, he was arrested for assisting Christians and secretly marrying them. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay. Which was a big no-no. Hmm. Uh, yeah, which is kind of weird because is this before Christians? It's just before Rome became Christians. I don't know. Anyways, it's the third century. That's what my research says. So I'm just gonna go with that. But this might have been like right before uh, Roman like emperors yeah. became Christian. Yeah. Uh, during Valentine's imprisonment, he was forced to tutor the jailer's blind daughter, Julia. Okay. Uh, while he tutored her, Valentine prayed to God to restore her eyesight, and in the process, he convinced her to pray with him, and it happened. He cured her So he her wasn't eyesight. thrown into the Colosseum to get eaten by lions. Oh, we're going to get there. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, the two fell in love and began an affair. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that tragically gets cut short. <laughs> Valentine was ordered by the emperor to reject his faith or be killed. His only response was an attempt to convert the pagan emperor because he's hard of hearing. <laughs> Valentine's hard of hearing. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know, reject God or I'm going to kill you. And the guy's like, you know, let me tell you about the story of Jesus. <laughs> Have clearly, you heard the good yeah, news? <laughs> clearly doesn't doesn't listen very well. Uh, so Claudius, you know, taking a little bit of offense to that attempt, immediately ordered the beheading of Valentine. Uh, and on the eve of his execution, Valentine supposedly penned a note to Julia on a piece of parchment, which he signed, from your Valentine. And then they cut his head off. <laughs> but there's also another version of the story. So the, the guy being in the, in the prison cell yeah. and getting his head cut off might have actually been a guy named Valentine. But there's another story of a priest who was marrying Christians who uh, was in secret yeah. who would give them little parchment hearts that was a symbol of their union. And so it seems like this story, I, I grabbed this story specifically, this yeah. version of the story, because it's like the two jammed together. Right. So that's why there's, it's debate. It might be two different guys. It might be one guy. It might be none of the guys, but this is the story <laughs> behind Valentine's Day. And it's kind of weird because legend says that it was, uh, yeah, yeah, that he wrote his note on a heart-shaped uh, piece of parchment okay. to, to Julia. As long as it wasn't a heart-shaped box. Yes. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> too soon, man. <laughs> I, 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 For you, it's always going to be I too soon. I mourn grunge every day. And <laughs> Cobain killed himself and grunge that day. <laughs> there were two victims. Uh, yeah, so uh, again, uh, it's likely Claudius uh, executed two men named Valentine. Uh -huh. And despite the ambiguity surrounding Valentine in his life, the Catholic Church declared him a saint and listed him in Roman martyrology as being martyred on February 14th. Interesting. And thanks to Valentine's repu Saint Saint Valentine's reputation yeah. as being a patron of lovers, his story became a synonymous with romance, which is how romance gets involved with Lupercalia. Okay. Before there was no romance. Okay, no, no, no. You can't really be romantic when you're like going to like a communal jar, right. picking a random broad's name out. And that's a chick you get a fuck for three days. That's not yeah. very romantic. No, no. I mean, no. romantic for me, but then again, I believe that if you're not shitting out little chocolate hearts, are you even being romantic? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a very interesting connection, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very nice. It's a lovely story. <laughs> Too bad it's pro most likely bullshit made up by the Catholic Church, yeah, but probably. still. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so I even put it in my next note. But it could all just be bullshit from the Catholic <laughs> Church and an attempt to rewrite history. Yeah, of course. Because the Catholics do they that quite a everything. bit. Yeah, they retconned everything, man, especially Christmas. Fuck them. <laughs> so it was Pope Galatius II who, in his attempt to eliminate the pagan celebration of Lupercalia, that declared February 14th a day to celebrate the martyrdom of St. Valentine. Oh, so it essentially replaced Lupercalia. It did. Uh, but it was never intended to celebrate love and passion. He didn't want it to be a day about love and commemorating love and passion. Yeah. That was just a byproduct of it. <laughs> uh, Valens, but he wasn't even successful because he was also trying to replace it with uh, the Feast of the Holy, Blessed Holy Virgin or whatever. Yeah. That didn't go over very well. And in fact, he ended up creating something even better and making Lupercalia more popular. Oh, my goodness. Because th- th- it was under him, I believe, that the uh, Lupercalia just became like a three-day drunken celebration feast. <laughs> so it didn't really work out. No. What, what, whatever. <laughs> but Valentine's Day still feels the influ- influence of Lupercalia, despite the church's attempts to eliminate it. Uh which is why we have the colors red and white. What do you think red and white and Valentine's I'm Day represent? The, the red is blood. It is. It's associated with the blood sacrifice and the fertility. Yeah. And white represents the milk, the milk and wool used to clean the blood, which represents new life and procreation. Nice. Yes. Uh, pink is just because you mix red and white together <laughs> and it's pink and it looks nice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they didn't have pink back then. <laughs> it hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> yeah, it hadn't been invented yet. Uh, which brings us to the Middle Ages. So we're fast-forwarding quite a bit because yeah. fuck all the other shit. <laughs> uh, the Middle Ages, this, uh, this it's kind of interesting. I didn't know a lot of this shit about the Middle Ages. I knew some of the old wives' tales, but I didn't know like a lot of the shit. Yeah. Uh, handmade paper cards became the tokens du jour around this time. Really? Yes. Yeah. So it's around this time that you'd give the handmade cards on Valentine's Day. Oh my God, that's uh, cool. And as the years passed, Chaucer, Chaucer, I can never fucking Chaucer, never say they do his name right. And Shakespeare romanticized Lupercalia in their work as they gained popularity throughout Britain and the rest of Europe. Uh, Shakespeare famously wrote about. Uh, Julius Caesar declining his golden throne on Lupercalia from, uh, was it Mark Anthony? Huh. Yeah, Mark Anthony wanted to like essentially crown him on Valentine's uh, during Lupercalia, and he's like, fuck no. <laughs> Not during Lupercalia. And that, that actually happened. And then after that, uh, Mark Anthony went on to create a third very obscure because like uh, you had the luperci i i excised a lot of this information out because it's probably dense but the luperci was actually two different cults uh that came from really rich families that yeah. were like one was in charge and the other and they kind of like swapped around um and they had their own magisters but there was a third cult that was uh, under julius that mark anthony was first magister of and he actually created an honor of julius caesar interesting yes uh, it was it was inspired because of his declining of the the, uh-huh, the crown nice yeah nice little little history there. yeah so yeah so but they they really kind of romanticized all of it made it really popular and in england and france people began to associate february 14th with the beginning of bird of the bird mating season which also added to the air of romance uh which is reflected in chaucer's parliament of the fowls huh which have you read that no you should uh here's a little bit from it for this was sent of St. Valentine's Day when every fowl cometh there to choose his mate. Hmm. Yes. I'm surprised you don't read Parliament of Fowls and I have. Am I more of a nerd than you? Probably. Read that shit. 
uh, this avian focus gave birth to the superstition, essentially that a woman could tell what kind of man she would marry by the type of bird she spotted on Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's funny. Which I think it's around this time Valentine's Day is in the winter, so seeing fucking birds is very rare. <laughs> not a whole lot of selection. Yeah, not a whole lot of selection. So you see a bird. That's probably the only bird you're seeing for that day. So it's a good indication that yeah. that's the fucker you're going to marry. <laughs> uh, and the birds had meanings. So if you saw a blackbird, that signified you would marry a priest or a holy man. And then you have a goldfinch, which would represent a rich man. Right? And then you had the bluebird, which was a funny man. A dove was going to be a kind or a loving man. And then you have the woodpecker, which meant get a dildo. <laughs> if you saw a woodpecker, you weren't going to get married <laughs> that year. And I'm being serious, too. That, that's literally what I meant. It's like, you're not getting married this year. Try again oh, next God, year. Oh, God, just imagining this girl, like, looking up and seeing the woodpecker and just bursting into tears. Yes. But can you imagine, <laughs> though, it's like, why why the woodpecker? Is it because you're not getting any pecker? <laughs> I, I told you there's more sex puns to come. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when the dreams, then that's when the dreams began. Uh-oh. Yes, and, th- and this is the one I knew. I didn't know about the birds connection, yeah. but I knew about uh, one of these. So women believed they would dream about their future husbands, uh, just in general, but th- they really got popular with this around Valentine's Day, uh, where they would eat bizarre foods that was meant to bring these dreams. Oh, my god! Which, what do we know historically about our ancestors and eating foods that made them see shit? <laughs> it's just wheat, because there was, uh, I forgot what they called oh, it, yeah. but it was like, it was, I think they eventually called it like angel's lust or whatever. Yeah. But it, it was a a, uh, a fungus that would get, like, infect our wheat, and then they would trip and see Jesus. <laughs> that might have actually been how religion was was formed <laughs> and it just had everything to do with just poor you know storage of wheat yes. <laughs> uh fun fact you could create a create that hallucinogenic at home it is technically legal to do okay in the united states just figure to throw that out there i have not found a lot that says you couldn't inject it ingest it i forgot the name of it off the top of my head but you know you guys do your own research if you want to try <laughs> uh yeah so uh they ate these bizarre foods that would make them have these dreams and and to aid in the process of getting these dreams they pinned sage to their pillows Mm, okay which is just very weird like i wouldn't want to like, pin anything to my pillow yeah, but i don't get, want the pin get, like a whole bunch of sage just right next to your head was you trying to sleep I, I, yeah i don't know that'd be too smelly like what couldn't it be like oregano or like grass but clippings? then that would make me hungry oregano but like grass clippings though i don't know i a lot of people are allergic to grass no oh, fuck like them I they're am. not trying to have the dreams i am <laughs> fuck them uh and then this is the one i knew about they would play sometimes they would also play slices of wedding cake underneath their beds uh for the same purpose <laughs> i actually knew about the wedding cake they thing. do yeah which is uh like if you wanted to like get married you would take your slice of the wedding cake and you wouldn't eat it uh-huh. you would freeze it and then just yeah. slide it under your bed <laughs> And I forgot, I was reading People one story where a woman, like, the, the author wrote a, a female character who was doing that. Yeah. But she got really upset because, like, her daughter, like, like, snug baby daughter, like, ate the cake that was underneath her bed. And then she's like, oh, I'm never going to get married ever again. <laughs> and it was just like, ha, ha, fucking superstitious bitches. Uh, that's what you get, bitch. Should have stuck with the first one, didn't you? Shouldn't you? Uh, and so this brings us to France. Uh, have you ever uh, heard of the practice of un lottery de more? No. Uh, I very, I very much suck at French, but it's called the drawing for love. Hmm. This, does this remind you of, an, of anything? I'm... Of any tradition from Lupercalia 
that oh, might the, be the, called the drawing for love. The bucket with the single single it, it, ladies, it was, all a, the single ladies' names in it. It was a giant clay pot, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, it's a little bit different, a little bit of a twist on it. So single people literally yelled at each other from from windows, like, "Hey, you, what? You wanna fuck? Sure." <laughs> but they said it in French, so it probably sounded a lot more romantic. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of stories of like like young people just you know calling out to each other, like bird calls in French, <laughs> and very romantic. Wee oui, wee, oui, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, smell like cigarettes and baguettes though. <laughs> uh, so they would yell at each other from the windows. Eventually, they would pair up. But uh, if the man didn't like what he got, he would end up ditching her for someone else. <laughs> so it's kind of luck of the draw. She's too ugly. He'd be like, yeah, go for someone else. Yeah. Uh, the women who were spurned would then make a bonfire in the town square where they burned pictures of the men who rejected them. No, at least they weren't burning uh, the actual men. While cursing their names. <laughs> yes, yeah, so those are what that's what we call sore losers. <laughs> or feminists. <laughs> you know, p- pick pick your name, you know, pick a poison <laughs> on that one. Uh, the French eventually banned this practice because there's nothing scarier to men in power than single women with opinions. Uh. I, I, may, I wrote that little joke in there. I, fi- <laughs> I figured I could bash feminism as much as I wanted to if I put that joke in there. <laughs> you know, it kind of e- e- equals out the scale. So when I die and go see Ra, Anubis will be more favorable. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so th- this brings us to the passing cards and small tokens of affection, which became very popular in the 1700s. Okay. All right. So then, seven. Okay. So that's like right around like the American Revolution. Yes. Nice. Yes. And about a century later, you have Esther Holland or Howland, uh, who is known as the mother of the Valentine. She began selling the first mass-produced Valentines in America. Ha <laughs> ha. Before cool. Hallmark. Fuck you, Hallmark. <laughs> she did it first. Her name was not it, Hallmark. It was a woman. Nice. Her name was Esther, though. So she, old lady name out the bat. Automatically, she was never a twenty-year-old chick with big tits. Always like an eighty-year-old woman in my head. <laughs> I've met a young Esther, but I yeah. treated her like a grandmother, Aww. as I should. So around this time, there was a such thing as a vinegar Valentine's. What the heck? Yes, uh, it's very. It's it's kind of funny how things like always circle back around because we actually have our own version of this shit, where it's like prank shit that we send people. <laughs> uh, so the vinegar Valentine was something where like there were rude cards that were sent anon- anonymously oh my to either spurn advances made on you yeah. or just to stick it to someone you didn't like. Oh my god! Uh, this reminds me a lot of like those like those glitter bombs you could mail to people anonymously and they open up the packages, glitter gets shot everywhere and just explodes. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other shit that you could just like send people through the mail anonymously that's really fucked up <laughs> i know there's like a lot of people who like uh like sing like like those guys you can hire to sing to people right right uh this what do they call it like songograms or whatever yeah uh yeah you can hire them to say some really fucked up shit to people <laughs> anonymously that's true always wanted to get one for you but you knew it was for me because we only know each other we, we don't know people outside of, of us yeah, we really don't so it'd be very obvious it came <laughs> for me uh so this brings us to the 1800s where the first boxes of chocolates were invented. Oh, that's cool. By, guess who? Bob Chocolate. <laughs> you have so many. You have so many what? chocolate companies. Are you dissing Bob? You have so many chocolate companies to choose Bob from. Bob Cadbury. Go with Bob Cadbury. It's actually funny because it's Dick Cadbury. <laughs> that sounds like a joke. Oh, that sounds it, like the punchline to a joke. His name is Richard, but I prefer Dick. <laughs> 
See, that, Wait, that was a joke say, inside you can trim a joke. That off and say, I prefer dick. <laughs> I, I have literally said I suck ten dudes off. In but you the never bat. said like, that you prefer dick. I prefer pussy. That's because per- pussy. That doesn't sound. <laughs> see, see, see. Dick is for fun. Pussy is for production. Pussy produces. And also, there's nothing worse than a catty gay man. If I'm going to have someone talk my ear off and fuck them, I'm going to want it to be a woman rather than a man. It's just less <laughs> annoying. They're both really fucking annoying, but it's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Lesser of two evils. Jesus. <sighs> uh, but yeah, it's Richard Cadbury, heir to the Cadbury Chocolate Fortune, who uh, created the first the box the first assorted box of chocolates. That's cool. Yes. So, so it, it wasn't Bob Whitman. You no. Know, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Whitman's, although I don't even know. Is Whitman's part of the Cadbury family? Who knows? Everything's know, everything's man. just a brand these days. But again, it's it's another American invention. The Cadbury's are American? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I'm pretty sure it's like the like the two biggest <laughs> names in chocolate is Cadbury Hershey's, and Hershey's. That's right. And those and Hershey's, I'm, Hershey's definitely American. American. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Mm. The the cheap stuff that tastes kind of like yeah like like little gritty. Have you ever seen like European people you know? try to eat Hershey's chocolate? They always oh, say they're, they're like, I, it's embarrassing. They're like it's like acid. Like how is it's chocolate horrible. fucking acid? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I they like got the, laws about what you can call chocolate yeah, in Europe. Yeah, they, they, we don't they do. Hear. No, we don't. But we have peanut butter spreads. They have chocolate spreads. We who also have really, cinnamon toast spread. Yeah, who wins? Who really won out in that one? I think we did. <laughs> like, I'd rather spread peanut butter than chocolate. Because you could always get a bottle of Hershey syrup if you wanted to spread something. Oh, God. Hershey syrup. <laughs> Nectar of the gods. Oh, my God. You, just su- you, you ever like, stick it in your mouth and just squeeze a bottle and suck it down? Yes, I have been nine before. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every American has done that at least once. And if you haven't, go suck down some chocolate syrup now. <laughs> are you really an American? Are you Yeah. Are you an American? I'm going to question your, your passport status. <laughs> Uh, so, oddly enough, it was around this time, doctors used to prescribe boxes of chocolate for heartbreak. That oh, was my actu- God. Actual diagnosis, actual treatment. That. I, I, would, like, I would like a prescription like yes, that. Can you imagine yes. going to the pharmacy and just sliding that across yeah, the counter? Yeah, like a little Whitman's, <laughs> you know, a sampler platter, just right there. <laughs> uh, things, uh, however, went south with the advent of Hallmark in oh. uh, 1913 when they decided to get in on the action. And that's... Honestly, Hallmark, this is Hallmark hate. Hallmark is our hipsters. Hipsters ruin everything. They, they ruined IPAs. <laughs> they ruined glasses. They ruined dressing like a dyke. <laughs> they, they ruined Satanism. They, they ruined everything. a lot everything. of neighborhoods. A lot of neighborhoods. They fucking ruined coffee. I told you about the coffee shop I got banned from for life, yes. right? That no longer exists as a coffee shop. It's, a, it's like a bar now. do you find some kind of satisfaction that they no longer exist? Yeah, I do. But, see, okay, I got to go into the story real quick. I got banned from a coffee shop in Albany. It was, it was like a hipster bar, coffee shop place thing, whatever. I was dating a girl. We would meet up there, you know, whatever, hang out. And, and uh, I, I went up to the counter to get coffee. And the guy was like, All right, what do you want? And I knew they had like that, the, the dumbass like Starbucks, like, you know, venti, venti which, which, which means that, yeah. 20, but it's actually 24 ounces and a bunch of other crazy bullshit. But I, I looked at the guy dead in the eyes, straight face, and I said, I want the I want my coffee made from the bean where I could taste the pain and misery of the farmer who produced it because I knew he wasn't like properly compensated for it. And they said, they said, get the fuck out. They, get the fuck out. They took my picture, told me to get the fuck out, and I was on the wall of shame in the back. And I I have yet to enter that, that bar to see if it's like run by the same people. But 
like for for a while it was like right next to like a like a movie theater where it's like a five dollar buy a ticket and go see a movie theater. It's actually kind of yeah. nice. We gotta go there at some point. The people had owned both at the same time at one point, <laughs> but for some reason the employees recognized me for my picture in the in the coffee shop, but they never recognized me when I went to the movie theater. <laughs> and I eventually gave them shit because they went from regular soda to vegan whole food organic soda oh my god which was like twelve dollars <laughs> for a little like four ounce can the less the less it has in it the more they charge you yeah i'm like i don't even want this shit <laughs> so i haven't gone back since i don't know if they still have it there but we gotta go it's a, it's a nice place yeah they, they do a lot of old school movies too it's real hipster <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no hipsters ruin everything hallmark ruined lupercalia not the christians it was the hallmark <laughs> um and essentially they decided to say okay chocolates are busy cards are busy a lot of good business why hasn't anyone put them together yeah. And that's what Hallmark did. That's their contribution. They put chocolate with cards and forever ruined the occasion with corporate greed and stupidity <laughs> with over a billion cards sent every Valentine's Day in their honor. Not that I have been to the Valentine's Day section at the store I know, at all. Fucking whore. <laughs> Goddamn corporate whore over here. The the whore wolf of corporate greed. That's what I'm going to call you. The empress whore of corporation. But I'm not paying $6 for a fucking card. No, fuck that shit. I'm going to make my own. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that, man. (laughs) I'm going to go to like a high school, steal their construction paper and just make my own. Make it all free. You know, just find a newspaper off the street. There you go. <laughs> uh, so today we see all of these elements and how we celebrate Valentine's Day. You got the romance, you got the colors, you got the, the cards, chocolates. you got chocolates. You know, you remember Valentine's Day in school? Yes, I do. Were you the generation that was like you could just give it to anyone and you could exclude people from it? When I was very, very young, you were just supposed to give them to your friends. Yeah. And then like while, like, while I was in, I th- it was a, while I was in elementary school, they changed it where they didn't want anyone to feel bad. So you, if there were thirty kids in your class, you had to bring thirty cards. Yeah, you, you know what's you know what's crazy? What? My school, it was always like that. You couldn't exclude anyone. However, once you got to middle school, they started having the dollar car- carnations. Where you you spend give them a dollar you can you know send a carnation to some some person whoever right you write the oh, name yeah. and then they would hand out the carnations throughout the day yeah uh, there's like four chicks in my school that got like all the carnations which is fucking <laughs> hilarious because like funny. they'd always be like all these boys always talking to us and following us around I don't know why they're, they're like we, we I don't know why I'm being followed around by all these boys I'm just like it's because they want to fuck you <laughs> you're the four chicks that everyone wants to fuck and while they're trying to go after the same four chicks I'm in the background fucking all their moms i never bought one of those dollar carnations that was the end of the story i, I didn't fall for that <laughs> bullshit but yeah. you know it, it's it's just funny because like it's like you can't exclude people with the cards in like elementary school it may the, permanently but, scar them yeah it may permanently scar them but like the middle like once they hit middle school they start growing their tits you could exclude all the chicks without tits <laughs> it, was, it was like the four chicks who had like tits yeah. in like sixth grade yeah which wasn't many girls in our school. <laughs> Not that I was comparing or anything. No. No, never. I it's purely for science. I'm respectful of women. Science. I respect women. <laughs> Not whores, but women. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we see all these elements today, and honestly, a lot of them have made a comeback with like a lot of the older traditions. So remember the French tradition of 
you know, the men who spurned you, burning their pictures right. and cursing their name. Well, if you're a man and you go to Hooters on Valentine's Day with a picture of your horror ex-girlfriend, uh, the hot, hot, hot waitresses, they will all gang up around you and they will tear the picture into a million little pieces and cheer as they throw it up into the air in celebration. And then they will slide you a free side of wings. Have you done this? No. Oh. But it is a thing, and they do advertise it. Wow. So, yes, that's what I call equality. <laughs> that is what a true egalitarian society does. Women have their bonfires, burn the pictures. Men go to the whores with chicken wings. Yeah, as long as wings are involved, <laughs> yes, I guess. Yes, chicken wings, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a very vagina-free zone. <laughs> not, have you ever been? I've been inside the Hooters once, and I got this odd feeling that there was not a single wet vagina there. Yeah. Despite literally everyone working there having a vagina, not a single wet one. And I don't know why, Mel. I don't know why. Do you have any idea why? <laughs> Do you? Can you imagine why none of those girls would want to be with any of the guys in Hooters? Because they're guys who go to Hooters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then there's uh, so they have the free wings. You had the chocolates. You got the cards. You got the colors. You got the love and the mores. And then there's Satanists who celebrate the pagan holidays like Bacchanalia, Lupercalia, etc. And they further ruined the orgies that I used to like. Really? Hipsters, man. <laughs> well, the minute hipsters got involved with like just anything pagan, yeah, it, it just ruined orgies. Like, how do you ruin orgies, man? Uh, through the efforts of hipsters who appropriated my people's customs and the over-commercialization of indigenous people's culture of getting drunk and beating naked women with bloody strips of animal hide, uh, the day's been ruined for me, and you know, it's just not cool. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day anymore. Yeah. I just... I don't. I used to go to like my my annual Valentine's Day, you know, orgy when I was in high school. It was a lot of fun. Get a lot of weed, and there's a lot of crystal method orgies. It's a aphrodisiac, by the way. But yeah, yeah, no, you'd go and have fun, and then you'd you know go you know celebrate the pagan gods in your own way. Yeah. Nowadays, can't even do that because they're all dressed like lesbians <laughs> with glasses, and none of them have sex. How are you at an orgy and you're not having sex? And they eat the finger snacks. There's one. If there's any like, if there's any wisdom I can pass down to you, dear viewers out there, never eat the finger foods at an orgy. Yeah. Those have been incorporated somehow, and they're not edible. <laughs> <laughs> even the even the peanut M and M's that aren't covered in lube, do not eat them. <laughs> they will soon be covered Life in lube. Life advice from Eli. Yes, and the lube is never edible. Even if it says edible, don't eat it. It's not good. It's yeah. Like okay, so uh, this is actually Valentine's Day related. Okay. Have you ever seen those Valentine's Day uh, like candy panties? Yeah. This sounds so disgusting. Because I can imagine, like, if like the chicks all worked up, they're just going to get melted, and then you're going to get, like, a yeast infection or some shit, right? <laughs> like, it's just gross. Disgusting. Yeah. And then it's like it's like if you took, like, those, like, those, like, those fruit roll-ups, right. and, you, like, you sp spread it on your face. You know, you used to, like, spread it on your face, and then, like, you, like, try to chew through it and, like, uh, and, like stick your tongue through it and stuff, and, like, you got, uh, like, the eye holes and stuff. Have and you like, done uh, this? Yeah, it's like a mask. You're like, ah, right? You've never done that with, like, the fruit, fruit roll-ups? No. And then you wear, like, a mask. Well, imagine doing that and then, like, pushing it on the face of, like, 30 other kids doing it with the same pair and then just sticking it in your mouth afterwards. It's very gross. 
<laughs> that's what the candy, the edible panties. That was are so like. descriptive. Yeah, that yeah, that's edible gross. panties. Don't buy those. Don't buy the edible anal beads. Chocolate pastes are okay. Those are usually pretty good. <laughs> just, just giving out there for you guys who might be preparing for some, uh, some romance this evening. Just figure <laughs> okay. out, like, you know, giving you words to the wise. You know, I'm giving my my wisdom, one nugget at a time. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm. I was like, where the fuck was I? All right, more notes on how the holiday has been ruined for me. <laughs> so uh, the you holiday was one day of guaranteed sex for ugly single men throughout history, but with the advent of feminism, women who have things like rights and like you know the ability to consent and they have their own bodily autonomy, like that's you know a necessity in life, acting like they don't like being whipped with bloody strips of hide. It's now become a time that's hard for men to, like, get fucked. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it was, like, the one guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed day for, like, men getting right. laid. And now, like, feminists yeah. are like, no, you, you can say no. You don't have to have sex with them. And now there's more school shootings. Oh there's a direct correlation between the two. <laughs> just figure it out there. So, yeah. women, do your duty. Find some chud off the street on Valentine's Day. Give him some pussy. <laughs> it's not just helping him it's not just helping you it's helping all of us uh yeah and so i just got one last note for uh for this one before we get into our outro and stuff yeah. uh the fun fact if you're a christian and you're celebrating valentine's day you will in fact go to hell oh my goodness you will be going to hell it is the catholic church's official opi opinion that it is a pagan fertility ritual and it should not be celebrated by true christians but didn't it, aren't they the ones who made him a saint? Yeah, but it's because it's so linked, so closely linked with Lupercalia, and there's a lot of religious historians who doubt very much that the pagans didn't just like manipulate the early like Vatican into like celebrating a pagan holiday, which kind of sounds like that's exactly that's what they did. <laughs> They're just like, we don't believe it, don't trust it. It's not <laughs> in the Bible. Because Valentine's Day literally is not in the Bible. Oh, yeah, you think that. Uh, and also, that means that if you're a Christian and you celebrate things like Mardi Gras and Carnival and Easter, you will also go to hell because they're all, all three of those are pagan. They're very pagan. Very pagan. Uh, actually, Easter is technically uh, Lupercalia. Oh, is it really? Yep. Oh, so, so around the Easter, time, like yeah. the last remnants of actual yeah. uh, so Lupercalia. The East, the time that we celebrate Easter is the time that Lupercalia was oh, actually that celebrated. Sense. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense, and uh, that's why you know it makes no sense that there's a fucking bunny out there shitting like chocolate <laughs> eggs. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it has nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> they, they just say, oh, that's yeah. the day that Jesus rose up after being crucified. Bitch, I've been crucified. I didn't rise up. I had to get picked up. <laughs> and on that note, Mel, do we uh, do we have any uh, oh, any announcements? I think that was a pretty good pretty good yeah. episode. A little little <laughs> hee-haws here. Your face kind of got like what the fuck when we were talking about the sex, but I'm sure all these horny bastards that listen to our show love me just talking about sex for a good like what two hours. Yeah, yeah. Just I love talking <laughs> about sex. I love talking about hard cocks and wet pussies. Mm -hmm. So we got any announcements? We're making any announcements? 
Uh, no, this is the Valentine's Day episode. We have yeah. uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that we you have, have a whole bunch of for. stuff. Yes, uh, we will be working on it. I am working on another goat local ghost story. Yeah, that's right. That will be fun. Uh, we do have to do n- another Carlo Homolka episode. We got plenty of those, but we're taking our time with some of that stuff. Yeah, because there's just a lot to it. But well, we got pretty heavy too. We got to do a lot of those because I, I don't like going like too long in between these episodes. That way, people don't like you know. Yeah, forget what. Yeah, part forget what it was but i mean then again that adds to our stats if you have to re-listen to an episode then you get to part two (laughs) and you know fuck it i'm okay with that yeah uh on that note i just want to wish you all guys a happy lupercalia fuck valentine's (laughs) day enjoy your orgies enjoy your chocolate enjoy your cocks and your balls and your pussies and whatever you're into enjoy being you know you don't even have to fuck you can just sit there and sit on your couch like a fat bastard like me and just eat your walt whitman's you know fucking mix mixture of chocolates up there you know just do you stick a dildo in your ass i don't care as long as you do it all with love and what else do we not and make sure that you don't don't fuck fuck in the the woods woods. (laughs) yes all right happy valentine's day thank you those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening all of our episodes are available at spotify itunes or wherever you find your podcasts for the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods.